All right, we're back with a new episode of Real in the Field, and today we have on special guest Sean Henry. That's right. We talked to Sean about his love for sports and his specific teams, and we're going to talk about his band, Power Surge. Yeah, Power Surge is a cover band. They're going to be playing the Orange International Street Fair. They'll be on Saturday, uh, September 2nd. The whole street fair is going to be on all weekend, starting from the first, ending on the third. So go out and check them out and uh, sit back and enjoy the episode. If you like what you hear, like and subscribe and enjoy the show. All right, we are back with a new episode of Real in the Field, and today, special guest, Sean Henry, the Western <laughs> Sales Director for First American, the lead singer for Power Surge, and the unofficial mayor of the city of Orange. Yes. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks. I'm so, it's really exciting to be here. I'm honored that you both asked me to do this. And oh, absolutely. I, hey, I don't, let me cut you off. Before I say anything, I want to tell you, Tony. Yeah. You are doing wonderful things in your uh, real estate world. I oh, see thank you. people do this and jump into this and they you know, fizzle out after a couple months and a lot of time. And, and then there's some people that are successful that, uh, that stay in it, but you yeah. are really putting a lot of effort into it and it shows and this kind of stuff is awesome. Yeah. And then the stuff that you've done with your brother at El Medina. Is oh, just building up the program. Unbelievable. Oh, <laughs> so I, I want to tell you both, I mean, you're doing great things for the community. You're thank doing you. great things for our peers and for just the human race. So thank you for asking me to be on this. And I wanted to get that out of the way first and say Dude, you're both doing awesome you. things. That's super flattering. And thank you, especially coming from you, who you, like I said, you are the unofficial mayor of Orange. <laughs> you are just, at loud. The <laughs> just a loud guy. That's all. Well, your voice is heard and uh, definitely appreciate that. That's really flattering. So thank you. Um, we've, you know, we've been friends going back for some, some years now. Uh, yeah. I think our relationship kind of started in the sports kind of world yeah um you know meeting at like football games and you know going to ram uh, rams games together but um where does your love for sports come from i mean it's obvious that you've got a love for it where did that come from yeah it's and i'm you know it's mine's mine's just true love for sports because all the athletic genes went to my sister which we can talk <laughs> about later but really it, it stemmed from my parents it, it came from my parents when i yeah. when i i was i'm the first born of three right i'm the oldest and I mean, every every day, um, and this is before cable television. I mean, yeah. every day, I would say on the weekends at least, or on, on the weeknights, there was a game on. There was yeah, always yeah. a game on, and um, my parents took me to everything. You know, my first, I think my first football game was probably the SC UCLA game really? um, at the Coliseum in 1978. So I was uh, probably about four months old, and wow. my mom and dad brought me to that. So yeah, it's just it's always been around. It's always been a huge part of our lives. Yeah. My, my mom, it's the same thing. With my mom, my dad's very athletic too. Heck of a golfer, great yeah. basketball shot. Yeah. My mom's psycho athlete. Um, really, but yeah, I didn't know sports that. has always been around. Yeah, it's just kind of been our thing with our family. Season tickets. Uh, for lots of things. I mean, yeah. mostly UCLA football and basketball and the Rams twice, yeah. you know, yeah. Anaheim and, and again now. But I feel like um, that's any like uh, when I see pictures of you, your family, um, I've been at games with you and your family. That is like it's such a core for all of you. Yeah. I remember seeing your dad at at your sister's softball games. And like he was at every single game. He was I mean, I feel like he was at practice in high school, in high school. Yeah, yeah, in high school. Going crazy. Going nuts. Oh, oh, yeah. Crazy yeah, he's you know, he actually had to be reeled in a little bit there uh, <laughs> during the games at one point because it was distracting for the center fielder when my sister, you know, yeah. my dad was going so nuts. But he he's just a great dad. Yeah. Yeah, we have, I have great parents, great mom, great dad, a lot of support. They never missed any of our games. Yeah. You know, we, we all had games growing up and. 
they somehow juggled, which I'm now finding is is crazy. They did with three kids. Yeah, but yeah, just a lot of support from them. And you're right, my dad, insane. Did yeah. you did you know that Sean's mom was my uh, teacher? Oh, I didn't oh know really? Yes. At, at, at Levita or at Santiago? At Levita and at Santiago. Look at you. Lucky Whoa, you. Look well, at that. That's right. She's a best, heck of an educator. So. Oh, oh, are you just saying that? No, I swear. Dude, oh, I Mary's going to be like, so happy. <laughs> dude, she was like the great, <laughs> I mean, the greatest, the nicest dude. She like took care of me. She was she's sweet. so sweet. Yeah. And makes amazing enchiladas, by the way. She does. Unreal. Yeah. Unreal. She's, uh, man, she makes great food. And yeah. you're right. Like, we've known each other for a while through sports and, yeah. and we probably knew each other before we knew each other. I remember you from when you were in like first grade, yeah. you know, I, you've yeah. always been around. Same beard. Yeah. yeah. Same beard. <laughs> yeah. Came out with the beard. Oh, um, but yeah, it's, it's really neat. It's just been like, like y'all, it's just been, you know, around part. Yeah. It's yeah. always been around. All right. So speaking of being a kid and it started, do you have a favorite sports memory when you were a little guy? Oh, so uh, like me for me playing or just or anything, Either, anything that so, just comes to mind. Yeah. I mean, I like I wasn't like I said, I was the best athlete in the family, but I played a lot of club soccer. Oh, I remember yeah. one year um, Rob Skinner, who ended up being my high school coach at El Medina. Um, we went really far when I was like in fourth or fifth grade with my cl- uh, cl- tiny club team, OSC, um, yeah. which was bigger now. But they were tiny back then. There was the Patiadoras and Ventus and all these big, huge uh San Diego to surf and these big, huge programs. We were this tiny program that went really far. And, and I was, I was like a four, I was a forward on that team and we won state cup, which was a really big deal. And that was my biggest memory as a kid. And then the biggest memory that I wasn't a part of that I can remember is just the Lakers winning so much because I'm, I'm 45. (laughs) And then my mom, my mom was at Kirk Gibson's home run in game one of the world series. So she went with our neighbor, um, Susan Brzezinski, whose husband at the time played for the dolphins. Um, and we were all, we were all watching that, um, at my parents' house, the, yeah. the kids and my dad, yeah. and my mom never leaves a game early. It's the number one rule of my mom: yeah. never, ever, ever leave a game early. And yeah. I won't. If I, you've been to games with me, oh, I, yeah. I do not leave games early. Oh, Doesn't yeah. matter how big of a blowout it is, either way. And yeah, she was at that game, so I think that's my biggest memory as a kid when I wasn't a part of it was cheering for my mom. And I wasn't even a Dodger fan; I was I was mostly a Cub fan at that point. But yeah. um, that's my memory: is my nice. seeing how happy my mom was yeah. uh, when she got home late at night. I think that's we cool. stayed up to <laughs> give her high fives. Yeah, that's really cool. That I mean, yeah. that's that's kind of again kind of speaks to like your the family, just how rooted everyone is in sports. Even yeah. your mom is like has that that sports connection with you. It's so so cool. Uh, what what about just like a, I think we touched on it, but just to ask the question about your favorite memory in sports uh, all time. Is there something that oh, sticks man. out? Gosh, all time. All time has to be the Cubs winning the World Series yeah. in 2016. I mean, my, I mean I've been a Cub <laughs> fan. I think we figured it out since I was like four. Yeah. Um, but he told me around when I was like nine or ten, he said, I remember, he said to me, he goes, you know, I, I got it by them. I understood that they just they haven't won in a really long time. Yeah, and, they, and were yeah tough, they were cursed. Yeah, they were cursed. Well, kinda, no, they like were. The kind of like the Angels. They kind of all cursed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my dad promised me that if – they ever went to the world series he would take me and really? he made good at that promise and we were there together in chicago and that's amazing when they won yeah. it and that was we didn't go to Let's cleveland see, how many when games they won did you game. go to we, we i went to two i went to games four and five oh, um gosh. both in the in the bleachers it was yeah. incredible the cubs lost game four they went down three games to one and then they won game five with their backs against the wall and then they destroyed them in game six in cleveland and then my dad and i stayed in chicago for six and seven and yeah. watched the whole thing in wrigleyville and we were you know, Jeez. a stone's throw away from Wrigley Field. Oh so gosh. pretty cool. That's my best. I think that's my number one sports memory of all time. Yeah. Um, pretty yeah. close second would probably be the Lakers 
2010 beating the Celtics. That was pretty neat because that's I was an adult. Well, I guess I was an adult in 2016 too. <laughs> but that was that was just that that was a good fit. That was the first really good sports feeling in a long yeah. time. Oh, and the King, the Kings playoff yeah the kings runs the cups in 12 and you 14 good, yeah you got sorry i'm surprised you didn't mention the Rams super bowl either as pre- no that was that was awesome i that was but it was it's <laughs> it, new it's still fresh yeah i think yeah. you know what i mean la beating sc like well that that doesn't happen too often i try not to get my head too big whenever ucla beats usc i was so. at the game rain game at the rose bowl when they knocked out matt barkley 2012 anthony yeah. barr off the edge, best hit of all time. That guy. Is oh, unreal, I was there the too in the rain I game. Was there. Yes. Yeah, it was great. We yeah. were, we uh, we never left. We ne- we didn't leave. And oh. I had a we had an RV. We have an RV that we take to the games, and we had probably forty people there. That was that was that's actually sorry. That's another really <laughs> really <laughs> good welcome. one. You're welcome. Thank you. God, <laughs> that was a great day, man. Right. Well, speaking of football, and you yeah. have kids now. You have sons. Sure. Uh, are you gonna let them play? If they wanted to. Yeah, I mean, if they – so right now Jack actually loves to play. He, yeah. he makes – he says that um, – I've got to get this right. I think he's Matthew Stafford and I'm Cooper Cup, um, and he wants to throw me the ball. He loves watching it. He loves watching football. Um, the question on if they – if I'm going to let him play, I mean, it's up to, I think, both my wife and I. I, I would assume that, yeah, we'll let him play. I think the game will change. I think there was legitimate concern. Yeah. I mean, when you all played, even those helmets had to be oh, like, yeah, way too were... heavy. And no, I, I don't know if there was. No, or were they better? Don't get me started on this. I don't but know. I think, okay, so here's my, here's my theory. Because really? in high school and even growing up, we had those heavy, old school. Yeah. Rydell. Yeah. yeah. Right. And I felt like I never had anything wrong with my head. Like because whatsoever. of those? Because of those. Right. As I went on in my career, went to college, we they came out these cool yeah, light, the, the light. things everywhere yeah, and all this yeah. stuff. And, dude, I was getting dinged up all the mm. time. And I think why guys get messed up now is because everything is so light. Yeah, no, yeah. everything's so light. There, yeah. and, uh, like there's no... You know what I mean? There's no sturdiness. Yeah. To, like, there's no anything. neck. There's no neck guards and yeah. <laughs> no, where uh, all the neck rolls? Neck the giant rolls. Pads go. <laughs> right. I don't. I mean, as long as it's safe. And I, but what I'd probably ask you <laughs> if, if you know by the time because well, we're, we're years yeah. away from that happening. But yeah. he loves the game. He loves the sport. I'd love to get him into a youth program if he wants to yeah. do it. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I it's, it's still too early. I guess yeah. to be seen because yeah. there was a while where I was like, of course, because I never got to play. Mm-hmm. One, I was too small, but. I could have been the kicker at El Medina. Yeah. I definitely could have been the kicker. Yeah, I, I hope they do if they're interested in it. I know they love, or they, but Jack loves soccer. Yeah. Um, so I think that's for sure. He loves baseball. I mean, he loves sports. And Do you feel yeah. like you are going to have that like same like connection with sports as you have with your father and your, and well, your dad and mom and, and, and siblings? I'm trying so hard to not push it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm trying yeah. so hard to let it be happen organically right but man i hope so because it's such a great feeling it's such a neat camaraderie to share um with family members and um but yeah i hope god i hope i hope he wants to play it'd be fun i mean i I will be that dad i will be my dad (laughs) i'll I'll be my dad you'll be be getting to talking to about toning it down on the sideline there your dad dad, i'll just turn my headset and be like hey yeah what's going (laughs) on your dad uh, coached my brother um, oh my in gosh. Little League, I, I think, at South Sunrise. Uh, Probably. That yeah. dude was there for He was there forever, 30 right? years. Yeah, yeah, so I think my brother <laughs> yeah. was on the Indians with him. And yeah. my brother was this 
we were all short. We're all tiny, right? The, all the Henrys are tiny. Um, not anymore, but uh, <laughs> height-wise, stature-wise. But yeah, but Rory was this was this small third baseman that just gobbled everything up. And yeah, he went to the majors early, and your dad was his coach at one point. And he was. He I'm, was sure, good I'm sure he was player. super nice to him. <laughs> I know, yeah. And it was such a hard He was, yeah. yeah. He was, yeah. He wasn't scary at yeah. all. Yeah. Nah, not <laughs> but, the least bit. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, in that, and those are all your teams. Those are, we've we've kind of gone over, you know, you're a Cubs fan. You're a Rams fan. You're a Lakers fan. You're a Kings fan. You have your teams. UCLA. UCLA. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's talk UCLA. Okay. So, UCLA SC, leaving the pack. 10, 12, four, four. right? Yeah, Pack now four. it's down to nothing. Yeah. They fell apart. Man. Uh, they're headed to the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about it? Great. I couldn't be happier. So, you know, they play Michigan and yeah. Ohio State. People freak <laughs> out. The first year, yeah. right? Absolutely. People, look, go look at UCLA's record in football against the Big Ten schools. You'd be pretty surprised, I yeah. think. Um, okay. And okay. it's you can take out Illinois. You can take out Indiana. No offense to Illinois and Indiana and, and Rutgers, but... Um, UCLA fares pretty well against Big Ten programs historically. You know, we've been in a we. I can say we because I went to UCLA. I would never by say it against professional teams. By all but means. Um, uh, I, I think you'd be really surprised on how well uh, UCLA does against some of those, those Big Ten teams historically. And I think um, we're in a place where both – and kudos – this is the first time I've ever said this. Kudos to USC for <laughs> joining UCLA and figuring out to get ahead of the curve and – beat these other schools as a punch and saying like, no, we got to do this. If we don't do this, we're not going to survive. Yeah. So the, the story that I read, I've read and heard, mm-hmm. uh, cause just from college coaches coming by our school sure. and just gathering info here, reading an article here. So the, when Oklahoma and Texas right. left, okay. And they're going to the sec. Mm-hmm. So the longhorn network got gobbled up by ESPN. Yeah. So Fox, runs the big 10 network mm-hmm. and so they kind of are only on the you know midwest east coast sure, right, type, yeah. type stuff yeah and they said we need to make a splash and we need to compete we need to go to the west coast who can we find the first two schools they went to were ucla and se and said we will offer you guys so much money if you come really and they said all right yeah it's and, a, and then it's, boom and this the first domino fell so yeah. it was fox who actually yeah, I've heard the it's, same thing. Yeah. It's it's seventy million a year is is the is the ballpark of what it's going to be, and that is that is a lot more than UCLA was ever or SC was making in the Pac twelve. It's like what we talked about. We've said it on this podcast before. It's you know a lot of times we like to take away that that the business aspect of it, but in the end, it's this is what it is. Yeah, it's a business, it is. and it like the purest sure. side of us doesn't want to like you know like kind of navigate that side or even just kind of think about it but it is it's a business and it's a business decision to, to yeah. move and get that 70 million a year it's a yeah lot of money. i mean it's great because ucla does have the existing infrastructure they already have the football uh the football center the ba- the basketball center they've, yeah. they've done a lot of the things that other schools would do with this money now it can go straight to the athletes yeah. you know not straight to the athletes can't do pay for play but you know travel yes, worries about do. travel sleep studies food yeah. right yes, the what, envelope I mean, underneath know. the uh, yeah. Yeah, door the bag man right um but yeah nil, NIL is really NIL, interesting yeah, yeah. and and yeah. um but i'm just excited i'm excited for both sc and ucla i'm so excited for these roadies like yeah. are you kidding me i get oh, to go, man, to, go to i get to go to the horseshoe i get to go to the big house and yeah. get to go to champagne uh yeah. indiana 
Purdue. I'm really excited for UCLA at Purdue. Um, yeah. it, these are all going to be really, yeah. really fun games. And it, they're going to be great crowds out here. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah. It's, no, those schools travel well. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's, they're diehards. So I'm excited, man. I mean, yeah. a lot of people, my father-in-law, shout out to, to Paul. Um, yeah. He's really upset about it. But <laughs> he's he's a purist. And I, I yeah. you know, I could I should say I was a purist. But yeah. I also realized it's, it's better than what Stanford and Cal are going through right now. Yeah. And, um, and Stanford's self-inflicted. They, they've, they're deciding to not play the NIL game. And they're right. basically, I mean, they might disband their sport program, their, all their sports programs, which is yeah. awful. So uh, I'm proud of UCLA and SC for getting out in front of it. Yeah, yeah. I feel bad for someone, uh, the Missouri coach, mm. uh, Durkowitz, or I forget how you say his name properly, but he just pretty much brought up like, yeah, football is going to be fine. We have plenty of resources. Right. But like, what about the track team yeah what about the well you know the lacrosse the olympic sport yeah. the olympic about, sports yeah what about yeah, shot like yeah the so-and-so mm-hmm. like they don't have that and mm-hmm. you're asking them to travel from the east coast to the west coast and you know or baseball you go play three games on the west coast right yeah. you're uh you know away stand and then you got to fly back you got to do your homework you got to do he's like he's like did we even ask these kids yeah, I think it's uh, gonna. Oof. I think yeah. it's gonna get figured out. I think they're going to have that commitment to the Big Ten in the beginning. I've asked my sister about this. Yeah. My sister's still the go-to person for women's fast pitch softball, yeah. D one softball. That's her name of her company, D one softball. Yeah, and she said, you know, her and I have these conversations off the record, so I don't want to put any words in Tara's mouth. But they'll <laughs> um, start at the Big Ten. But you know, there's a possibility down the road of creating like an MPSF sort of situation with water polo and volleyball. Mm. They play that Mountain Pacific Federation. Yeah area for the olympic sports i think softball and baseball will, will be okay they'll figure out the scheduling yeah um somehow but i, I am worried about some of those other sports well eventually it's just going to be super conferences yeah it's super gonna, conferences it's going to be like yeah big, well the big guys on the block are gonna be like hey you you and you let's all do it yeah and they're gonna be all right it's, and what is it going to do to like for recruitment too you think like uh, like someone some big player is going to want to go to uh, a school that doesn't have a program right uh to offer them right yeah you know nice uh, I mean, I guess, I, yeah, in short, it's just it comes down to that. Um, but the other team, other team that you have, the Cubs. Oh, Chicago Cubs. Chicago Cubs. Yes. Question number one on that. <laughs> Why the Cubs? Oh, it's Why not the Angels or the Doyers? What are the Doyers? Everybody, uh, I get this question. I think I know the lot. answer. Okay. I told you what I thought the answer was. Well, I want to ask you, what do you, what do you think it is? I, my answer is it's. Well, hold on. It's been the I wanna, same no, for he, it's you been know the same my answer. I know. I want thirty five years. It. I've I've said it, so I I know it's a canned response. I had to say it fifty thousand times in Chicago in two thousand sixteen. Okay. Let's hear it. So here's my what I think it is. Yeah. When we would come home from school all the time, WGN would have Cubs games on. So can I take you everywhere with me so I don't have to say because that's exactly that is Dang, dude, I right? knew it dude. I so, knew it so but here's the thing is I'm I'm a little spoiler alert I'm a little older than you two um, it's funny I, yeah you, you you all are what seven seven years younger than me but I, somehow I have the youngest kid but whatever <laughs> um, but back in back when I was in elementary school um, yeah. uh, and this is this is 82 83 84 um, yeah. is when I really remember it. Um, they were on every day. Yeah, and my, oh, pa- yeah. my parents had cable, them and the Braves. Yeah. But they were yeah, on. the Braves. But here's the difference is the Cubs were on during the day when you get home from school and then all summer when you didn't have school. Oh, the Braves yeah, were on at yeah. 4 o'clock because their games were at 7 o'clock Eastern. The Cubs every day at 120 because they didn't well, they have, have lights, lights. Yes, until yeah. August 8th, 1988, which is actually was August 9th. 
1988 because there was a rain out the day they were supposed to have lights for the first time. Yeah. So okay, they yeah. didn't have lights for until I was yes. 10 years old. Yes. So yeah, that is absolutely the answer. I watched them every day. My mom and my sister are insane Dodger fans. So then that that's what, what it is. Uh, that never rubbed off on you. Your mom didn't try and get you she to did. come oh, over yeah, to she the dark side. And, like if you look at if you look at my like my T ball card, yeah. Um, and <laughs> your T ball card. You remember those? The yes, little stickers, stick ones of yeah. like your number, your yeah. height and weight. And I was like <laughs> yeah. three feet tall, thirty eight pounds. Yes, dude. Um, but hats too big. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 But it was funny. You'd think that my favorite player would be like Ryan Sandberg or one of the Cubs. But my favorite player, and it was my favorite number too was Steve Sachs. I was obsessed oh, yeah. with Steve okay. Sachs because my mom loves Steve. My love my mom loves Steve Garvey. Still loves Steve Garvey. Yeah. Um, but Steve Sachs is kind of my guy, infielder yeah. that uh, middle infielder that stole bases and that was kind of my favorite player. So my mom yeah, it it did rub off on me and yeah. I still love I I love going to Dodger Stadium. Yeah. Um, I have season tickets to the Angels. I, I still I like the Angels. I've, I've come a long way. I I, I didn't <laughs> like them for a while and I've really turned the corner and um, well, I, yeah, just in time for them to yeah. <laughs> suck for the, well, the last decade. I mean, I think hopefully they'll turn things around here, and Artie's got to. Artie's got to. There's a little glimpse. Go. There's a yeah. little hope that he was going to sell last year. He heard some rumblings of it. Yeah, but, uh, it was close. Didn't happen. But yeah, that's why it was WGN. WGN. Every day at eleven twenty. Favorite cubby of all time. Uh, all time. Or give me three. Give me. Gosh, it's tough. So Ryan Ryan Sandberg. I mean, I have a story about Ernie Banks that could take up three podcasts. Uh, when I was a kid, Ryan Sandberg and uh, Andre Doss, Greg Maddox in the '90s, and then Ooh, Mark Greg Grace, was, Mark Grace, of course Sosa, so, Sosa, uh, and his juiced up, uh, yeah, <laughs> um, Sean Dunstan because we had the same name, um, and then in the 2000s, I really, I really loved um, Alfonso Soriano. Mm, he was one, okay. of, and I would talk. I, we had these seats from a, a dad's uh, a family friend, my my dad's client, but also a family friend, where they were right at the dugout club at Dodger Stadium. And I actually became friends with Alfonso Soriano. I just talked no to him way. every time I was there every year. And he just expected to see me. And he would always say hi to me. And it was wow. really cool. And then later on, you know, I just fell in love with Anthony Rizzo and Chris Bryant and Kyle Schwarber. My favorite, this is so weird to everybody. Nobody gets this, but Jason Hayward. Uh, I truly think the Cubs don't win the World Series without Jason Hayward making that speech during the rain delay yeah. uh, in Game 7 in Cleveland. Um, and now uh, my son and I are just really enjoying that middle infield of Dansby Swanson and Nico Horner. My my son's favorite player is Nico Horner. He oh really? Yeah, he's just like the Cubs are on Nico, Dada Nico, and he just <laughs> he runs around our kitchen island and says he's Nico Horner, and it's just fun. It's fun to share that with him. So no, I know Mark Grace. No, I said Mark Grace in there. Oh, he okay. was there in the nineties. What about? Uh... Dude, I Carrie said Sammy Wood. Sosa. Carrie Wood. Carrie Wood. I love Carrie dude, Wood. Carrie Wood I out. have a signed dude, one of my is. buddies that played with him in Cleveland um, got me a signed jersey uh, with Hector at Ambry's. Thank you very much for that. But oh, Carrie Wood with his his performances over the years and ended up ended his career as the closer of the Cubs, yeah, coming back to him. Legit. So there's too many. To, yeah. to ma- I, I love them all. Like, Embarrassment I, of riches over there. Really. <laughs> Yeah, but without win, they didn't win for a long time. It's just it's a it's fun to be a fan of that team. I'll yeah. tell you that. It's, yeah. There's nothing like a Friday afternoon game at Wrigley Field. There's nothing like it in the world. I, yeah. I will go to my grave saying it's the best sporting event on the planet. Is wow. a Friday afternoon at Wrigley Field in the summer. Not don't, you don't want to go. Yeah. In late September, you don't want to go. Yeah. In opening day, it's freezing. Yeah. Just if you can get there in June or July. Yeah, when oh, you when you take best. a jack, you're gonna do uh, oh, you gonna man. do a trip. Oh yeah, oh yeah, as soon as possible. Yeah. As soon as as soon as we can figure it out, and we'll go 
probably three days in a row and we'll do bleachers. Uh, then we'll sit in some nice seats and probably back out in the bleachers. <laughs> That's yeah. really cool. Yeah. All right, last team here, the Los Angeles oh, Rams. Gosh, the Los Angeles Rams. I mean, not as much history. I, you know, when you kind of compare this team to some of the, like, your beginnings watching WGN, watching the Cubs play, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the yeah, Lakers, right, you know. Right, it's not. It's a little bit newer. It's, uh, although it's you're. It's not, though. Well, it's the, actually, they're probably my first team I was ever a fan of. Did to you be go to Anaheim Stadium and watch them? I went to the Coliseum to watch them before Anaheim Stadium. Oh, okay. So I was, yeah, and then when Anaheim Stadium, I had two Rams that lived on my street. I thought everybody oh, had two Rams. Yeah, <laughs> Jackie Slater, Slater and yeah. Bob Brzezinski, and then we're friends with the Vince Ferragamo <laughs> and Rich Saul, you know, rest in peace. Like, they're all family friends of ours. And yeah. I just thought every kid, I, you know, I'm, I'm yeah, a kid. Everybody of has I'm their like, Rams. Everybody has <laughs> neighbor on NFL teams. You know, and they're all still great friends of ours, and we love them. And I, I'm lucky enough to, you know, Annie and Jackie are so good to, yeah. to my family and my kids, my boys. And Jackie and I text about the Rams. Annie and I text about the Rams. Really? And so, yeah, they've been – I've been a fan of them probably yeah. the longest out of, yeah. out of all of them. And then when they left, it was such a bummer. I was a junior in high school. Yeah. And, God, it was such a bummer. And I, I, held, I held on for a while. Yeah. But I just didn't like that they didn't acknowledge. When they went to St. Louis, Georgia decided uh, not to acknowledge any of the records Previous. or pre- yeah. anything in L.A. Yeah. They're like, we're our own the thing. Changed, the uni change yeah. killed me yeah. you know, right after so. the yeah. Super Bowl year, that, that year of the, the greatest show on turf. Or they were still going, but... Um, but man, when they, when they were coming back, I was like, Oh God, I'm, yeah. I'm all in. Like, <laughs> it's the only time I ever switched allegiances in my life was I kind of picked up being a charger fan for a second, which my friends gave me a lot of crap for, but well, everybody um, picked up a team. I just, you I wanted just, to you, see football, you needed you know? something to yeah. like root for. You needed someone to fill the void. Yeah. yeah. Fill the void. And it was yeah. so easy, so easy to take the train down to Jack Murphy. I'm, I'm eight, dating myself, Qualcomm, I guess, but, yeah. um, uh, but then when, as soon as the Rams, as you know, and then we were together there for yeah. that, as soon as they announced they were back, I was, I was and am all in and yeah. man, both, of you, both of you guys are. It's the best. Yeah. yeah I just to go to someone, games with yeah. them and, yeah. and yeah. we got to go to the Super Bowl together and yeah, that year, that year was, has it been two years or three years? Two years. Two, two years. years. Yeah. I went to every home game. Yeah. I went to, I go to any away games. I went to the Detroit, I think. And then I went to all the playoff games. Yeah. All the places they magically got all those home games. I know. Besides it, yeah. Tampa Bay, but yeah. you know they they, they magically because of all, the way all the teams yeah. Green Bay and everybody lost. Yeah, and that was a special. That was it special. was a special year for sure. I mean, so if we were thinking about memories uh, from the Rams, what's what's a memory that stands out? What's your favorite Rams memory? Winning the Super Bowl. Yeah, um, for sure. And then the other one is off is behind the scenes was they used to have training camp in Fullerton. Uh, off state college uh in this elementary school and um i remember going to that with 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 actually the Sauls, with eileen Saul. eileen packed us in her car and we went with jamie and, and josh Saul, rich's kids and mm-hmm. um my brother and i went there we went to training camp like when we were little kids i just, wow. i didn't know i just and yeah, i was yeah. running the locker room do you remember the the rice buckets the yeah. rice things yes i remember we were picking them up and throwing it everywhere little kids like <laughs> ruining the rams locker room and probably some rookies had to clean it up you know uh, at the time leroy Irvin probably had to clean up my my rice but um yeah that and then having all the rams at all of our fourth of july parties as a kid like wow. so those are it's kind of cool oh, my, my favorite real ram memory is the super bowl of course yeah. right and even when they won in 99 i was at ucla and that was um that was really neat too but those other memories of the Fourth of July parties, uh, birthday parties, yeah. uh, being a kid at training camp—those are That's other really good cool. Rams. I love yeah. the Rams, man. I'm 
So glad they're back. I'm so glad they got the right colors back. And know, yeah. SoFi is amazing. And it's a beautiful stadium. Yeah. yeah. You guys, these are great questions. You guys, how, how they, uh, <laughs> fun how are they, they going to be this year? I think so. It's funny. I, I think they're going to be a little better than everybody else thinks. Um, I like uh, Vegas has them anywhere from six and a half wins to eight and a half wins. Uh, and I think eight and a half is a little aggressive. Yeah. But um, mm. I think have they're going to be their schedule. Yeah, their I don't schedule know about eight, eight yeah, wins. But they, I mean, I, they have a healthy offensive line yeah. uh, allegedly. Actually, Logan. I think uh, no Logan got is, hurt. Yeah, no might be a little injured. But yeah, right. But I think they'll. I think they're going to be okay. I think they're going to be a little healthier. So I think they can push for that with that expanded wild card. You know, yeah. uh, I think they can push for a playoff spot. I'd be happy. I, I told my ticket rep today. I talked to her on the phone today, yeah. um, and uh, I said I'll, I'll be happy if they're just competing for a playoff spot. But yeah. I think their future's bright. I think Les Need is a genius, and what he did was magical to get that that Super Bowl win. Oh, it was all in, yeah. And I think we'll and OBJ, and, like, uh, oh yeah. In hindsight, now looking at OBJ and how critical he was in that run on oh, von miller too von, von miller. miller oh yeah. yeah you take those two guys out of the lineup and yeah. it's a different team yep i mean what what did we did you read the other day obj said he said uh if i oh, was healthy he i would have got 245 yards and four <laughs> touchdowns or something he said he was feeling it that day and they would have won 45 to yeah 13 or whatever and said like, come bro. on man Easy, yeah, about come that on. but i mean he was instrumental in that game against baltimore that uh that fourth down play uh Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Like he was, yep. he like single handedly saved like saved the season uh, on that catch, and then you know what he did in the in the first half of the Super Bowl was pretty prolific too. What's it like for you two? And I know we're we're going to break. I can feel it. But uh, what's it like for you two? <laughs> hey, you're right. Uh, am I right? Good. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, what's it like for you two knowing the actual? I mean, and no offense to you, but you more it's like your job, right? Yeah. Like knowing the X's and O's literally, and like seeing like because I feel like. I don't know anything, right? I don't. I I don't know anything. I, I'll be the first to admit it. But I've gone to so many games. Mm-hmm. I kind of figured out different packages and where guys should be, and seeing when things are open, and seeing sure. like the creativity. It, are you ever to watch it? Are you able to watch it as a fan? Or because I, I go with you, and I see you sometimes picking it apart. Yeah, play, it's from well, playing before. I'll let you speak on that because you do. This is your yeah. occupation. Do um, you ever wa- just watch it? No. Yeah. I can't. I can't. It's just it's just different. It's yeah. You, know, it, you just you start at the line, and then if someone pulls on the line, you know the play yep. is going this way. And do you, if, do if you it's read not there? And then you do you make reads eyes. like you're like you line up as linebacker and make reads? Yeah. Uh, I don't do it a lot, I but I've done I'm it every mean, once in a while. I, I don't, but I know when I when I see someone go somewhere. Like, I know where everyone else should be. Right. And then if someone's mm. not there, right. then it's like, okay, well, the play's going to hit right there real quick. And then. And you can get a lot from like pre snap, like where people are oh, lined up just and where, like. And yeah, all that stuff. But such- hey, but I'm like, I am like low level. No, like, I know it. it, it like, don't oh, get me dude, wrong. You, you I know. give yourself more credit. Right. No, but I, I, I know yeah. it. But like, I'm low I, level. you watch football together and you can call things out and you can call out coverages you can call out what the i mean more importantly you can call out what the offense is going to do based on situation on you know down distance yeah. uh it is pretty impressive if you do want to like get some x's and o's you know sit down with this guy and let him like break apart a play uh it is it, you do watch the game a little bit differently yeah. and i think it's it's cool to see you that. just offered that up so now you got to do that dude we'll whenever, do that. whenever okay, that want. sounds great I, yeah, I, yeah. We, I, I actually, literally do that for a little that's awesome <laughs> down, like. we the super bowl in atlanta that the rams lost the patriots super bowl we uh we actually sat in front of jim everett um oh, you know wow, the story right. we sat yeah. we sat next to him in the last super bowl and we yeah. sat in front of him the super bowl before, yeah. before that just coincidentally, coincidentally yeah. and he was doing the full 
Tony Romo yeah. calling the play as just as an NFL quarterback. And at one point I turned around, I'm like, I got to tell you, man, this is the best seat I've ever had. This is the coolest <laughs> thing they lost, of course. But he was calling plays and he was yeah. saying, this is happening. And once he knew that we were into it, he was started telling it to us. And yeah. it was fun. It would be cool to yeah, go to a game no, with someone definitely. like that. Definitely. And, uh, and we've talked about it before, how the, the, the quarterback is the coach on the field. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's the extension, oh. especially in the NFL, he's the extension of the head coach. Right. Yeah. And so... If you watch Hard Knocks and you listen to Aaron Rodgers, oh, yeah. and, dude, it's he's wild. talking about stuff. Like, down, but just yeah. the knowledge and the experience, like I said, I'm here and those dudes are up there. And that's why they can execute and do it to yeah. the, the highest level there is. In yeah. that like split yeah. second, the millisecond where they know where they should be, know where the next play, yeah. the guy's going to be, they know who's blitzing. Like when you hear Cooper Cup break down right. what he did or what he's yeah. going, like he did based on the coverage, it's like, Good lord, that is just like a next level. <laughs> or Sean McVay, what he did oh. in the third quarter of the game in his high school game that he remembers yeah. the play. play he's got every that what everybody did. Yeah. And, yeah, it's God, it's wild. Yeah. It's All impressive. Right. We're gonna set that up. Let's You're gonna be break down some game yeah. film and I'm, uh, I'm in. <laughs> show I can't wait. Yeah. Ram away game. I can't wait to do it. All right. Well, we're gonna take a quick break as you uh, yeah. <laughs> called up that X and O. I sensed it. <laughs> You saw the game film. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. We'll be back right after this. This episode is brought to you by Cigar Spots of Orange. Cigar Spots is located in the Circle of Orange. They have all the top brands of cigars and accessories, including my favorite, the Tatuaje Black Label. What yeah. are you going with? That's a good cigar. I'm going with the Padron 1964. That's a... Hard cigar to come by. All you cigar lovers know how hard it is to get that cigar. Uh, But they also do home delivery. You can actually place the order online and have it delivered to your home if you live within the Orange County area. Or you can go and pick it up in store. You can order online, uh, go to the store and pick it up. I did that recently when we were going out to dinner. Needed to get a cigar on the way out. Picked it up in store and uh, I was off. When you were online, did you enter a promo code by chance? Oh, yeah. Put in that promo code, Tony Joe. Got myself 20% off there. So visit CigarSpots.com. And like Joe said, enter that promo code, Tony Joe, to get yourself that 20% discount. All right, and we are back from break. Uh, we're back with Sean Henry um, from Power Surge. The, the band, the SoCal band, yeah. uh, you played at House of Blues, you've played at Street Fair, you will be playing at Street Fair this year, uh, it's September uh, 2nd is Second. when you're going to be, Saturday yeah. night. Will this be out by then? Because yes. Oh yeah, be so out. if you're watching, go to, go to the Street Fair. Go please. to Street yeah, Fair. Go. Not that the Street Fair needs any more yeah, publicity, go, but... Yeah, but just go anyway. Go. Yeah. Just go to the main stage. Go to, yeah. main, go to, the, go to the plaza. Yeah. Not the circle. Oh, go to the, God, plaza. the plaza. Let's not, get, and, uh, let's not, let's not start, start that. that. Yeah. Uh, get there at 745 so you can see us 8 to 9. 8 to 9. Free show. Yeah. Power Surge. So Power Surge. How did Power Surge start? Uh, I don't think... I've known Power Surge. I've been to plenty of Power Surge concerts. I've seen you perform live plenty of times. I have no idea how it started, how you started. Uh, Power, Power Surge is a great story. So um, Power Surge started because I, I was in... Um, I was in college. I was at UCLA, and uh, I would I went and saw this band that still plays now. They're called Steel Panther now. Oh yeah, uh, have oh you yeah. Heard of them? Panther. Yeah, and they they played at the Viper Room back then. They were called Metal Shop, and um, I was like, man, what a killer, what a fun thing. This is awesome. Yeah. Um, I you know I, I want to do this somehow, and I remember one of one of my buddies, um, Brian Mashburn. 
uh, at the time uh, when we first met, he was in the band. He was was not anymore because it's a different version now. But he was yeah. it's a fake version now. But he was okay. in Safe Ferris. He's a founding member of the ska band Safe Ferris. Yeah. And um, my other buddy Zach Amos and I, we would always joke around, and be like, let's just go to the Safe Ferris practice space and just mess around and play '80s hair metal like for fun. Yeah. And uh, the first time we ever did it was probably around 98, 99, 2000, somewhere around there. And um, we went there and brought a bunch of Keystone ice, not light, Keystone ice, Keystone light. Yeah. One of them. I think it's Natty. It's a Natty ice or a Keystone light. Natural ice or Keystone light. It was Keystone light then because our first, we're like, we're going to start a band, the three of us. And it was, I can't play any instruments. So it was Brian Mashburn on guitar Zach playing drums and yeah. me singing, and we were gonna. Our first band name was the Keystone Warriors, and we were just. <laughs> oh, nice. We didn't know what we were gonna do. We were just like, let's just do this for fun. We just mess around in Safe Ferris's practice space, yeah. And we were just playing a couple songs. Like Brian's a Brian Mashburn is an absolute musical genius. He's really oh man, he's he is he's a genius. Yeah. Um, musically, he can play any note of any instrument. He can play multiple instruments. He can just. If you ask him to play a song, he can just start. It's really cool. It's fun to be in a band with him. And um, so we had that. And then we got a call one day from somebody uh, a couple years later that said, uh, and he was asking one of Brian's other bands to play. And Brian was just messing around. He said, um, and this is 2004 now. So fast forward a couple years. Yeah. Um, And we'd done this a couple times in the lockout, which was the the practice space. It's just like a, it's kind of like this, like an industrial like yeah. an office space that you yeah. just convert yeah. into a, a band practice. And um, he gets this call for one of his other bands to play. And he's like, actually, I have this side gig. It's an 80s metal cover <laughs> band. You want you want to use that? And he's like, yeah, that sounds awesome. So Brian calls me and Zach and says, we got to get more band members. We, we're going to play a show. I was like, what? Like, we're going to play a real show? Like, yeah. he's like, yeah. And this is like. Had you at any point like played in front of or no 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 <laughs> I no mean gigs yet <laughs> oh god so I yeah I'm I, I was a musical theater major yeah. I, I I had majored in musical theater I had done a bunch of plays a lot of musicals I've yeah. sang in front of a lot of people yeah. like, I've done all that but never like a rock star <laughs> you know what I mean like or especially covering like eighties metal bands and yeah. he's like we got to get together so we called our first phone calls were to Ian Cohn, um, Ian Madison now, and who is a former uh, guitar player for Homegrown and one of the best guitar players most of our friends who are all in the industry have ever met. He's yeah. insanely great session guitar player, uh, yeah. just extremely talented, it, it, very, very talented. And he says yes. So we're like, oh, wow. we got, so we got <laughs> two guitars. We got, you know, rhythm, a lead guitar. Yeah. Me on vocals, I can't, I can't play an instrument. Um, and Zach on drums, we need a bass. Yeah. So we call our friend Ted Vega, who yeah. you know we know from high school, and and Ted said yes, and boom, we got a band. So we just went to Brian's house and we practiced. We we got out of the Safe Ferris practice space probably because they needed it. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> and we got to uh, Brian's garage and just practiced like I don't know. I think we practiced for like two weeks, ten times straight, and wow, had, we had we came up with like. Oh God, I would, I got to go back through my emails, but probably had like six or eight songs, something like that. And we yeah. played in downtown Fullerton. Um, the place has gone. Oh man, I can't remember the name of the place. It was an Italian restaurant. It's been gone for a long time, but oh, it's okay. next to Zing's 
and it's next to the Irish pub that's down there on Harbor, like oh, on the God. main strip. And we played there for this guy's birthday and they ran out of Bud Light. They they ran out of glasses. They were pouring drinks in vases and <laughs> oh, mugs. Oh my gosh. And it, it was this and the pictures are hilarious because I you know, I'm twenty oh gosh, I'm twenty six yeah. at the time and I'm you know, I'm skinny, I'm in shape, and we're wearing <laughs> wigs and it's it's just this different version of power surge, but I, you know, I'm go, I'm going on, I'm rambling, but that's no, that's no, how we started was this guy's birthday. And yeah. it went so well that um, the next show we played was uh, at the House of Blues, Anaheim. But it oh wasn't us. That's we were in huge, headlining. Whoa, so that's a huge show. Well, this is what happened. Our buddies from Homegrown yeah. were coming through, and they were going to play at the Anaheim show. And they right. were like, at the band that Ian was previously in, now it's different. Uh, he was out of the band. Some other guys were in it. Yeah. And they say, hey, we, we lost our direct support. Will you guys open for us and no I'm like, way you gotta be kidding me so <laughs> we opened for him and that was our second show in front of sold out sold out house of blues wow. old house of blues the disney down, downtown disney yeah yeah and it was just the coolest feeling ever and then we played oh right again right away at um what's now the tiki bar in costa mesa it was called oh, club yeah. rain back then yeah and we, we were the headliner and we um sold that out and made some pretty good money and yeah. then um, I'm giving you the orange origin at the same time. You know, you, you're like, where did it start? And, but this is how the beginning started. And yeah, then, no. Um, House of Blues was so stoked on us from opening. They called us and said, "Do you want to? Do you guys want your own show?" I was like, "No way!" What? And we've played there every what? year since. So and that's, that was you, 2004. So. Were you? Were you? Uh, were you Power Surge then? Was that the name? When yeah, we we so sorry. Yeah, where does the name come from? So the yeah. name, so great the key, question. The, key, the Keystone, Keystone Warriors. Warriors yeah. was that until we got that show, that first birthday show. Yeah, and we're like, we got to get a new name. We yeah. can't be just the Keystone Warriors. And I, I guy, the guys are gonna kill me, but I'm pretty sure it was my idea. And yeah. I thought we'll be Power Surge, like like a surge of power. And I remember it because I got the idea from the Santiago Junior High School. I want to say eighth grade yearbook. It might be seventh grade. Yeah. Um, I think it was eighth grade. Now that I think back and it was like pure energy and there was a, like a bunch of electric, yeah. like lightning bolts. bolts around. Yeah. yeah. You know, remember that font? And then there was that song, um, pure energy by something ink. I can't remember. I want to know what you're thinking. There are some things you can't hide. It was like the kiss. Oh, FM. I know that one. So anyway, I'm not, going not way over it, but th that's what the, it was like power surge, like a, like a surge of power. Like right, right. I was right, just yeah. picturing. So you throw it out to the band. And, so, and they're like, we love it. it. They're like, they're like, yeah. this is great. And I go, yeah. but we'll spell it S E R G E. Yeah. Because I'll, I'm going to have a persona. I'm not going to be me. I'm not going to be Sean Henry. Yeah. I'm going to be Sergey Von Sergio and our name <laughs> will be power surge. And I'll speak with a, with this pretty bad Eastern European accent <laughs> that people later on got confused saying, Oh, you're Borat, you're Borat. I'm like, no, I was doing this before. Borat. Like, this, this comes oh, from man. a long time ago. And, um, yeah. And that, that was it. And we've been going ever since we played pretty much every year at the house of blues yeah. ever since, ever since. So they called you, yeah. give you, gave you your own show. And since then it's been yeah. off to the races. Yeah. And, and then we played a couple, we used to play at this place in long beach called, the Saatchi bar that was in uh, that was in a lobby of a hotel, and the, yeah. the rooms were like ninety bucks a night. There was probably prostitution and drugs. And stuff. <laughs> it was on Second and PCH. Now it's the Long Beach, like it's like the 
uh, Ways and Means is there now. No, I'm sorry, that's the Huntington Beach, but it's a really nice. It's a Whole Foods. Oh, and like oh, okay. and a restaurant just opened up their new location. Um, there, it's like oh, wow. a really ritzy, nice place. They tore down the hotel yeah. and the ballroom we played at. <laughs> Got rid of the riffraff. Yeah, and they made it like a really nice, like Long Beach, um, the Grove. You know what I mean? Or yeah, yeah, like, yeah, you know, like outdoor like downtown Disney. Yeah, so that that was it. We've played ever ever since, and um, all the same original members. Yeah. Well, uh, Brian left for some personal reasons um, in like 2007, 2008, and then he came back. And Dan Hammond, who was also in Homegrown, he was the one that actually I think he got us on that that Homegrown show. Him and yeah. John Tran, who are both buddies of ours, and um, Dan took Brian's place just to do some of the rhythm stuff. Um, but then Brian was like, "I want to come back," and we were like, "Okay." And then we kept Dan too, so we <laughs> so we end up ha- now we yeah, have so you guys just grew. We just have three guitar. We have three guitars. Yeah. Um, Three guitars, a bass player, a drummer, and me. And yeah, we're all. It's funny, like we always make the joke. Like most bands don't make it that long. Like most bands, yeah. if you look back yeah. historically, they just don't. And we've been a band for almost twenty years. Yeah, and it's fun. It's, it's we're a cover. You know, we're a tribute cover band. Yeah. So it's not. We're not. We we have two original songs. Oh, one do. we played once. And when we don't play anymore, we should play it more. Are you going to play any of the originals at the street fair? We not. We're not allowed to play them. Oh, at the really? Fair. They're, yeah, they're definitely. Rated R. I wouldn't say NC seventeen. I think they're rated R. But nice. um, I don't know if this podcast is what this what the rating is for this podcast. Oh yeah, we're we're we yeah. Yeah, drops yeah it's about yeah. There's a, it's about <laughs> one song's about heavy petting, and the other song is just about uh, women's breasts. So it's it's you don't you don't really play those at the street fair because it's a family affair. Right? But um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's a fun gig. We've been doing it forever. Dan it went, Dan stayed when Brian came back and. It's just been this cool gig that's we've been doing on the side. It's grown to this crazy thing. It yeah. looks so like so much like you're having so much fun. Like oh, the shows that I've been to, every not only are everybody in the crowd having fun, but you guys look like you're having so much fun up there. What's it like being up on a stage singing in front of? Uh, I mean, gosh, it's it's hundreds, if not thousands, of yeah, people. Yeah, you can say thousands. I think sometimes. Yeah, like, yeah I mean, at the street fair. I mean, it street is, fair is probably street fair is going to be huge. Yeah, it's so, the best. It's the best feeling. It's I love it. I yeah. thrive off it. It fills my cup, as they say, and yeah. I, it's a, an adrenaline rush. And I feel I love doing it. I love just being a. a a lead singer of, of a band, even if it's a cover band, I still love doing it. And so what's that feeling like you, you're, uh, before you go on stage, um, are you getting like nerves? You getting like, well, what's it like backstage before you go up and you feel that like crowds energy? Like, what do you, what do you feel in? And, and what's it like when you, before you step up on that stage? It's funny because I, you know, I'm a fan of your podcast. So I listened to the other podcast and yeah. I heard Chris heard. Yeah. Who you know? I think I'm allowed to say is my brother-in-law, which yeah. is just a, a crazy coincidence. But I have the same symptoms as him. Yeah. I got you get tired. Oh, really? And you get cold. I, he said that, and I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm not alone because I've no acted. Way. I was an actor. Yeah. I've been on stage. Yeah. I was a theater major. Yeah. And the same thing kind of happened back then. I just thought it was just part of the gig. And I, I you get really cold, and I yawn. I yawn uncontrollably no before I get on stage. Yeah. But I'm not nervous. Wow. Like I, I, I hear it's a just lot like of a nerves. physical yeah. like response to this. Yeah. Just a reaction. Yeah, yeah. It's just a reaction, and I'm not. I'm not nervous. Yeah. Um, because I am becoming that other person. I'm yeah. not Sean Henry. I'm Sergio Von Sergio, and yeah. I just literally become that dude. And I just try to just be the most. I just try to have the most fun. Yeah. I try to have the crowd have the most fun. There's a lot of banter yeah. during yeah. our shows. Oh yeah, um, 
it's just the best. It's the best feeling. So I I try to warm up um, before. I try to warm up my voice, uh, yeah. but I don't get nervous. It's, yeah. I get That's... way more. I'm way more nervous for this than I would <laughs> ever be for any of the shows. Okay, so speaking of voice, when did you, like, know that you could sing? Like, when did you find your voice? Because we've all sung in the shower yeah as a kid you picture oh, yourself yeah. in the music i knew i couldn't video. sing at like yeah six yeah, you're seven years old and stuff like <laughs> but when did you're like damn i'm i'm like pretty good at this well which wait let me preface it with you're an amazing singer and you got such a powerful like nice voice thanks i think i have a loud voice i think I've, i'm okay <laughs> which is a skill or a gift in itself yeah, like no, when did you discover I'm, that i'm yeah. okay uh I, tone wise i could use a little work i think um but you know, it's I'm more of a showman than I am a singer. But yeah. I think when I was young, my parents always we always had music on, so I was always kind of listening to the Righteous Brothers and trying to do both parts of the Righteous Brothers, trying to do the harmonies of the Everly Brothers. Mm. I think around then is when I was realized I realized, oh, I can do this because my brother and sister couldn't. Mm. They can do everything else, of course, but they 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 <laughs> couldn't do that. Uh, friends of mine and peers of mine, like uh, they would always ask me to sing, and then. When I got to Santiago, um, you know, everybody does that. You do either woodshop or you do th drama. drama. Yeah, yeah. I obviously did drama. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> well, there was home ec. Home ec I'm sorry, home ec was the yeah, other was elective, there. right? Yeah. Is that the word? Yep. Um, but I definitely did drama, eighth grade. Uh, and Miss um, Bel Miss Beldragoon uh, was like, yeah, you're doing two songs. Usually most kids. You so know, you would say eighth one. grade. That's when you I think eighth grade is when I got the feedback that I was good. Yeah. But I, which I should say, too, Around sixth or seventh grade, a family friend, uh, Linda Tisbo, rest in peace, uh, awesome lady who would, who was the singer, the the resident singer at Old Newport Seventeen over by the Tustin Brewing Company. It was a really fancy restaurant for like everybody that was our parents' age. Yeah. Um, she was the lounge singer there. She let me, she heard me messing around one day, and she lent me her PA system. Oh no way! So I think that was it. Around sixth grade, I was singing in my parents' garage. I was singing like I found old videos of me singing. Some of those same songs that yeah. we, we do. Yeah, some yeah, Scorpion no songs, Winds of Change, and then uh, The Greatest Love of All by Whitney Houston. Oh, and, no and, like I like I like singing songs, and I would do musicals. So yeah. I don't know. I think to answer your question, sorry, it was a long-winded answer, but yeah. like around sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade, around there. That's interesting. I, yeah. I, I found out that I couldn't sing from my sister. My sister was a, like, she has a beautiful voice. Mm. And when I listened to her sing and compared to what I could do, it was very evident that she got the voice yeah. and I did. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 it's so funny. I think of it as mimicking more yeah. than anything. I think I just kind of mimicked what I heard and yeah. then just kept practicing. And I, I had a little bit of training, but nothing legit, you yeah. know, nothing, nothing ever legit, yeah. but I love doing it, you yeah. know, and I still sing to this day. I sang today on the way here. So, yeah. Yeah. So what, oh, uh, so cool. like, if you were to think back on all the performances that you had, I mean, I'd like to think that you had all great performances, but I'm yeah. sure there's some stinkers in there. What sure. was, like, one of the worst performances you had, uh, either with Power Surge or doing musicals, doing oh, theater? Gosh, that's a great question. Well, man, musicals and theater, I just love doing that always. They're all good at high school in El Medina. We had a great... Um, drama there. Was it uh, Miss Herida? Miss Herida, Mariana Herida, yeah. who... God, I love you, Mama H, if you're watching that. I'm going to forward this to her, so she's going to have to watch it. But she, she's had a great run of people that come out of there. And, yeah. and um, she's had a lot of very successful actors come out of there. But um, all of those were oh, good. time out. So speaking of actors out of Elmo, do you know Milo? I do, yeah. Yes. 
Milo dude owes me. I can. I that dude owes me an apology. You, he owes you an apology. <laughs> yeah. What? I do you want it? Should we text him right now, or should we get him? I've, that dude I, pants me when I was little. Oh <laughs> man, he's gonna be mortified. Oh yeah, and I, I hope, hope he sees this. I will I apologize on behalf of him. Um, <laughs> we texted today. I, t- I talked to. I texted yeah. him today. So I will. Yeah. I'll tell him. Don't worry. I'm 38. Say, th- I let it go. <laughs> Sounds like <laughs> it. Scar- Sounds like you Holy let it go. Sorry. Sorry. Oh, yeah, sorry. No, it's okay. Keep going. Keep going. No. Yeah. So yeah, Milo's. Uh, who? Gosh, he's like the polar opposite of someone that would pants someone now. Um, <laughs> back then, it was maybe his, he would say it's his own things that were going on. But yeah, she's had great people come through there and we had good yeah. shows there. I ended up going to, before I went to UCLA, I went to Orange Coast College. Orange Coast College was known as Go having pirates. Pirates. Go pirates. pirates. <laughs> Absolutely. For different reasons. Mine was drama. Yours was probably sports. <laughs> but um, they had one of the best, they have, I think still one of the best theater program, junior college. Oh, really? Program. Yeah. It's like one of the best transfer rates to places like UCLA, USC, Juilliard, oh, no NYU. Way. Yeah. Um, which I applied to all those and I didn't get in. Uh, I saw my peers get in. It was yeah. devastating. Uh, my whole life, I just wanted to go to UCLA. Yeah. Um, as soon as I switched my th- uh, major to theater, uh, to history from theater, I got right in. Oh, nice. Really <laughs> funny. So I ended up getting in there. So it wasn't there, but I think I got to say one of the worst performances I've ever been. It, it, it's a, it's a, it's a happy ending. Okay. We did, you, you, you all know Lou LaRue or uh, it's the women's clothing. This one's called Cabby, but it's like the offshoot of it. It's like Tupperware, but for women's clothing, clothing like women are like, or it's like, oh, like an Avon, like an Avon thing. thing. Yeah, yeah. So they had their national conference. This is probably like five or six years ago in San Diego, the San Diego Convention Center. Yeah. And they asked us to play, and we're like, yeah, we'll play. So we get there, and we're sound checking, and it's in the San Diego Convention Center. So we're on the stage. We're like, okay, cool. It looks like they're going to set up something pretty cool for later. Yeah. And we're in the middle of just racks and racks and racks and racks of clothes, of different shoes, and just forever. As far, and they're like, yeah, there's going to be, you know, 5,000 women here. And I'm like, wow, this is going to be awesome. Like, you know, whatever. (laughs) So we think it's going to be great. And they're like, uh, we're like, okay, cool. Well, when you get the stage set up and you get the lights ready and you get everything going, like, oh, no this is it. And we're just, it's fluorescent lights, like the regular, the regular the lights, regular San Diego convention like, lights. And we're like, what? And they're like, Oh, and you go on at like five or 6 PM. So we start oh and it's gosh. just us. And wow. like three or four people like walking around, checking things out. And we're like, Oh my gosh, this is going to oh be awful. My gosh. But the good news is by the end of the set, it was probably about, Couple Four or five thousand people. No, oh my god! Thousands. Really? Yeah, and they did they come because they heard the music? No, I think they were already there. I think there was like their three shopping. day. There was yeah. their three yeah, day yeah. conference. And they oh were, right, right. Yeah, and, and I think they were shopping to bring yeah. stuff back to wherever they, they throughout the country. But once they realized that it was like uh, it was this, then yeah. it, it turned around. But that first, it was like a, I think you know what actually we played a '90s version of our of our band which we have called Sour Purge. Sour Purge. Yeah, yeah. and we. Played Sour Pur- Purge first, and it was just crickets, and it was rough. And we were like, well, this looks like this is a practice with fluorescent lights. And then it ended up being great. Um, it ended up being Whoa. awesome. They loved it. But that uh, was that's probably our worst. Yeah. Well, what, what's the best performance then or uh, best uh, experience? Best experience, um, it's probably a tie. And I would say it's really hard to answer. It was It's any of the big House of Blues shows. There's one that really – in particular that went really well and it was probably it was the new house of blues so it's mm-hmm. the big house which is 2200 we sold out the old one no problem that's 1100 people we sold yeah. that all the time the new one's 2200 so that's we haven't sold that out yet we're still trying yeah. hopefully for the 20 year 
uh, anniversary, which hopefully y'all go to. Um, yeah, we'll put a link in here yeah, for thank tickets. You. Thanks. That'll be yeah <laughs> next year, next summer sometime. But um, one of those shows is just a really good feeling having the crowd in the palm of your hand. But street fair, um, yeah, street fair. The first time we played, when we got shut down after twenty minutes of playing, we literally. We were, we were on for 20 minutes. They shut down the power. The police yeah. and the firemen shut down the power because there's too many people. And we got off stage, and they were they were like, we're so sorry. And we weren't even mad. We were like, this is the greatest that's, thing that's ever happened. Oh, like, we so, yeah. shut rock down the street fair. <laughs> yeah. This is awesome, and we celebrated yeah. that forever. So that's tie really between cool. those two things. Just one, one of the really great um, House of Blues shows yeah. tied with. So uh, has that been the biggest crowd then, too? I would say the street fair has probably been the biggest crowd. I think just because sheer numbers. Not maybe not everybody's watching, but uh, there's so, yeah, so many. There's so many people. Though, I mean, I wouldn't even say forced because you're you can't help but look over when you see uh, Power Sir John when you see you on stage. You can't help but be like captivated. Oh, like, thank you. And That's I and nice. it's yeah, it's like I mean your stage presence. You have like such a presence. You have. Uh, like you said, the showmanship, like that is like what is like what's so like attractive about Power Surge. I mean, the music, we all know the music, but it's just that that feeling that you get when you look over and you see, you know, you see your character. Oh, well, yeah, on we're stage. in wigs and makeup and, <laughs> and the, pants. And the and pants stuffing. And the pants. And the pants. And definitely is that, pants is stuffing. that stuffing? 100%. Is that you? Is absolutely. That? <laughs> no, I would be single for the rest of my life if that was real. Uh, yeah, it's 100%. Uh, I don't know if can I give away my secrets. There, it's two socks. That's a two socks. Yeah, two socks. Two. Like like you would get them out of laundry and you fold your socks and you put oh, them yeah. together. Yeah. For some reason, it just looks like yeah, a phallic, phallic kind of thing. thing. Yeah. yeah. It, like in the it doesn't when it's outside the pants, but it does when you put it in. <laughs> um. So yeah, that's definitely not real. Uh, so not even close. <laughs> but yeah. But you do. You have. You have such a presence. Um. Do you look? Towards, do you have somebody that you try and emulate or are you are you trying to like harness someone do you look at like people try to emulate their style or is this just all you um god well i think do i break been, do you break down film i don't break down film i should <laughs> break down film. I, well, no, I shouldn't say that. i do i do look at a lot of the my favorites you know yeah. what, what they've done in the past i've kind of made it my own you know yeah. i it's, and the reason why it's so captivating, why it's so good, it, it is the music. It is the is, it is the dudes in the band. They're all professionals. I mean, yeah. they're all touring musicians that have all played oh, in sure. front of hundreds of thousands of people. Like, oh, yeah. You know, not not like me. I'm, I'm literally what I like to call a glorified karaoke singer. I'm just a good singer that just has good buddies that all went to El Medina High School, except yeah. for Brian went to Loera. But, you know. We won't hold it against him. Yeah, we got, yeah, no, of course not. But we got two dudes from 93, yeah. uh, two dudes from 95, I'm yeah. from 96, and Zach's from 97. And, we, you know, apart from Brian, we all went to El Medina. I'm yeah. just friends with them. I should say the backdrop of, like, Power Search. I mean, it's like with any band, it's the, the everything, one can't exist without the other. Yeah, you yeah. don't exist without the band uh, being as good as they are. And they make it look so effortless, too. You know, when we're... When I'm looking at those guys up on stage, like there's no way I could ever do anything close to that. And it's so it's smooth. It's so smooth yeah. and they're so good at what they do. They they're are in their so element. Good. And oh. it and it helps to like amplify you oh. and like you, I'm you know, so lucky, man. It's so impressive. Everybody collectively, and I think that's what makes Power Search so um fun to watch. And we're friends. We're we're all good friends. Like yeah. we all get along really well. We're all yeah. very different people very different dudes and 
Um, but we've all, we all love each other and yeah. we've been doing this forever. We've been to each other's multiple weddings and we've been, yeah. you know, some of us were married twice and, <laughs> uh, we have kids and, and yeah, I'm, I'm one of them. I've been married twice, but, yeah. uh, like they're just great guys and, and I'm really lucky to yeah. be, to be friends with them. How does it feel? And do you have like a sense of pride that you get to play the street fair yes. where, where you grew up? Yes. You know, y- yes, it's the cool. I, I so it's the only gig we've ever played where we haven't gotten paid. Um, it's a non paying gig, but yeah. we don't care because yeah. we're all That's from awesome. here. We all worked the street awesome. fair when yeah. we went to El Medina. You yeah. know, we all picked up pick trash. trash. Oh, oh yeah, gosh. cross country and tennis. We, we actually got to sell stuff and you know, sell food. And yeah, um, uh, but I know the football players picked up trash and the wrestlers, right? I think wrestlers and football picked up trash. So yeah, I did. We've, we've I did moved up. That. Now we're like doing food. Oh, and good. Oh, and awesome. stuff, but yeah, there's a huge amount of pride. We love, we all love the city. We all love this community. Yeah. Um, we are very, very proud to play it. It's more for us than it is, you know, for everybody else. It's, we love to do it. So yeah, yeah. that's a great question. We, we love doing it for the city of orange. That's for cool. sure. Well, I know everybody, can speak for everybody in the city of orange say that we love watching it and yeah look forward to watching you and power surge play thanks september 2nd saturday, saturday night saturday night 8 p.m probably be in jorts yeah it's too hot <laughs> it's gonna be a little warm too hot for those uh for those pants man it's too hot but yeah 8 p.m it'll be fun all right we had a previous episode where we went over a top the rock and roll top 10 list wow okay I missed it, so this I'm gonna is give probably it to good. You. Okay, we want we want some feedback from you. Okay, okay, here we go. Number ten, Iron Maiden. Oh God, talk about a voice! I what we did run to the hills once, I think. Maybe it was practice, but yeah, Iron Maiden sh- top, top ten rock bands. Deserving, yes. Yeah, they are in rock the top and roll. 10. Rock and roll. Rock and okay. roll. Yes. Number nine, Metallica. Yeah. See, definitely. God, I'm going to get in trouble for saying this. I am not a Metallica fan. Okay, moving on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but everybody that knows music, all the musicians in my band, they're all huge Metallica fans. Yeah, okay. And I don't I don't dislike them. I'm just like Are you just like I'm a different falling over myself to to go see them. But yeah. Yeah, I they should definitely definitely metal, yeah, rock okay. metal. Uh number 8, Rolling Stones. Yeah, so they're like they were my number 1 for a what? long time. Oh, really? Yeah, they're a long time. My my 20s it was the Rolling Stones for yeah. me, without a doubt. Okay, okay. Without a doubt. Uh, number seven, Black Sabbath. Oh, gee. <laughs> yeah, you're getting deep. <laughs> I don't know if they're in my top ten. Um, Just God. on the outskirts, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I, but they're, I mean, they deserve to be up there. Uh, he's crazy. Like, Dude, Ozzy's legit. He's nuts. He's yeah. a front man, but not like a... He's like a... He's a showman, right? Like, Oh, very much so, You wouldn't yeah. say he has a great voice, but... He's, he has a, he's distinct, a distinct voice. Distinct voice. Yeah. 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 He has a distinct he's voice. He's more of but, a, like a personality almost. Yeah. Like, like I would put Oasis. Oh, oh, sorry. I don't know if Oasis is on your list, but. Yeah. Spoiler. They're not. <laughs> they're not? No. Yeah. I would put Oasis no. in there where Black Sabbath is. Uh, number six, the Beatles. Yeah. They're, they're my number two right now in my life. It's changed throughout my life. Yeah. Beatles has always been in my top 5. Yeah. Okay. Um I think that I think right, it's a little low. Number, I think they're number 2 for me right now. Yeah. I think it was a little low in this in this uh list. I think what we I wonder said if last my number time. one's going to be even on your list. Number let's, 5. Wait, hold on. Let's see if you let's see what what would you All right. We got top 5. You hear what's out. Let's see if you can guess like maybe one or two from the top 5. Oh gosh. So what, what, what we said? We said Black Sabbath. We got Black Sabbath, Rolling Stones, Rolling Beatles, Stones, Beatles, Beatles Metallica, Iron Maiden, Metallica, Metallica, Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden. You have to have Queen in there. 
Number two. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. So they're my number. They're like my real number one, probably. Um, Guns and Roses. Honorable mention. Oh, honorable mention. Oh, they're definitely, <laughs> definitely. In the we top. said that yeah. episode. Said that too. You yeah. guessed Guns and Roses. I was like, yeah. Honorable mention. Um, this is rock and roll, though, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just, I'll, I'll say, the, the Beach Boys is my number one. Dude, I said that one too. Beach Boys too. is my number they're one. Not, they're, they're not on here. This is yours. So this is no. Joe's I swear. List. I swear. No, this is, is this uh, Rolling, Rolling Stones. Stones. Oh, no, Rolling Stones. I got It's not me. Okay, number five, ACDC. Oh yeah, they should be in there. Okay. They're Number great. four, Pink Floyd. Oh, darn it. Led Zeppelin's in there then, too. I, that's my went oh. over my head. <laughs> Number three is Rush. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Number two. Rush isn't rock. Rush is rock. Rush is its own thing. Rush is. It's like stay That's what you were saying. Yeah. That's what you yeah. were saying. Rush is, Rush is too good to even be in the rock. There, it's, it's its own thing. But, yes, I agree with that. <laughs> okay. Then number two is Queen. And then number one, Led Zeppelin. Yeah. 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 Okay. yeah. When you said. Pink Floyd, and I love Pink Floyd and Led Zeppelin. They're definitely in my top 10. Yeah. But my number one is the Beach Boys, without a doubt. And people always go back and say, oh, Surf and Safari and Surf. I'm like, no, go listen to Pet Sounds. It's the greatest album of all time, without give, a doubt. Give us, your, give us your top five frontmen, since you're a frontman. Frontmen. Uh, Freddie Mercury, number one, hands down, yeah. without a doubt. So and it's good. not close. So good. So not good. close. Um, Axl Rose is someone. Uh, Mick Jagger. Easy, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Gwen Stefani, I'm gonna Gwen go Stefani's front woman, good, front person, sitting in a Loera, yeah, Loera uh, High yeah. School. Went Loera to Loera with Brian, yeah, yeah. Was, go Saxons, yeah, go Saxons. Um, who am I missing? Uh, Prince, Prince, yeah. Prince, we, big fan. You know, Prince is oh, dead, dude. I do know Prince is dead, <laughs> yeah. It was a very sad, I think everybody but you know that Prince is dead. You didn't know Prince is dead. <laughs> Dude, I swear I to God. I have to go. I, this <laughs> no, is, I, I, I thank you, everybody. Have a great night. Hey, no, we were seriously in the middle of an episode, and and he's like, oh, yeah, you know, Prince is, you know, oh, he died. R.I.P. I was like, R.I.P. Yeah, R.I.P. Yeah. And I was like, what do you mean? That? <laughs> oh, yeah, that was bad. Dude, him and MJ, right, were like some of the first guys, to, like the fentanyl. Yeah. Uh, well, well MJ, it was, there was a big gap in between the two, but yeah, um, between when... Well, MJ died and and Prince. Yeah, but MJ I mean, that's not like pro for all, pro for all. I can't. I know I had it recently because. Oh, you did. Uh huh. Because I had my I had a colonoscopy. I turned forty five. Everybody, oh, yeah. if you're forty five or older, get your colonoscopy done because yeah. you got to make sure you're good. <laughs> but man, that puts you out. They, they gave you the MJ. Yeah, really? they gave me the MJ, and I woke up feeling like <laughs> a million Jeez. bucks. I know why he did it and because you wake really up you're like you wow right that's sleep. Yeah, and you wake up feeling incredible. So whatever that's awful to say but get your colonoscopy if you're 45 it's, <laughs> yeah. it's michael on your top five yeah but he's not a front man he's his, his he's own yeah thing. Uh, he i his would own. say yeah, like, he's his own like well prince was kind of his own thing no he's the well the, he had a band behind yeah. him but he yeah. was still like yeah i, I kind of feel like maybe i would put prince he in that same kind of started realm. it with the band behind him he can't he became a solo artist yeah but prince of the generation new well Power oh generation, but and, so did michael jackson michael jackson was in the jackson, no, jackson five, five. And I guess he was Good the call. front man. Yeah. It wasn't an ensemble. Yeah. Um, but even still. Uh, El Medina Lip Sync Champions 1993, me doing the Jackson 5 and I was Michael Jackson. No way. Yeah. In, what song in, did you do? Uh, I Want You Back? We, we did I Want You Back. Nice. My freshman year, we did 
ABC, ABC my sophomore year, and we nice. did the Love You Save my junior year, and we won all three years. Whoa! Yeah, Congratulations! Yeah. Thank you very much. I hold that's miss, my you, best sports memory, <laughs> even though it has nothing to do with sports. See, were well, you, you all were that? scoring touchdowns yeah. and winning <laughs> championships. <laughs> I was doing that. That's what I was doing. At were you also Mr. Vanguard? Did you win that? We didn't have Mr. Vanguard. Oh, okay. We didn't all have right. that. That didn't. That was after my. If you did, you would have won it. <laughs> no, I wasn't. No, I wasn't cool enough. Like I was like the drama dorky guy i was popular but for all the wrong reasons like i was like the guy that you could tell that wanted to be on asp and the guy you could tell wanted to be in the assemblies like i was that dork you know what i mean like the football players were my friends but they wanted to make fun of me and they did rightfully so rightfully so but um, like i said i did cross country because the girls did cross country i did theater because the girls were in theater i knew that i liked girls yeah or i know what i liked is you can like anybody can like anybody they want but yeah i knew what i liked and while well, everybody was in football <laughs> practice, I was kissing girls because the teacher was saying, this is a kissing scene. I was like, this is great. Let's Sign do this. Yeah, there we go. I love theater. So that's where it was. Sorry. We went, wait. So what? So what uh, I say? Oh, Freddie Mercury. Frontman. Front bed. Freddie Mercury. Freddie Mercury. This, that's, oh, yeah. David Lee Roth. Diamond David Lee Roth. Yeah. Number. What about David Bowie? He's not a front man. He's one of the best of all time. Yeah. But. I guess he had the spiders, right? He was a, but he he was he's a solo artist. In I my think mind. when you Jagger? just think back on him, Mick Jagger's front. I said, yeah, him. I think he's oh, okay. yeah. Mick Jagger. And the yeah. Beatles is tough because it was Paul and John, so there was never yeah. a front man. George later on when they let him play. Yeah. Um, what about Bruce Springsteen? Oh yeah, he's up there. Gosh ah, darn it, a yeah. lot of Bruce. Guys. You know who? I, I'm not either, but I'm, I'm trying not, to be, I'm and it's I'm enjoying it. Yeah. Um, Garth Brooks is also not a front man, but. Unbelievable. I'm not a country person. My wife has met Courtney. Shout yeah. out to Courtney. She's made me a country person. So I think he's up there. I, this is a real, the, I don't know what made me think of this. We, when I said Gwen Stefani, Florence of Florence and the Machine. Oh, yeah. She's incredible. Front, I've seen her play in concert man. and she is very, like, she has that, like, a presence on stage. It's a very, like, uh, like, I don't know. There's just something that you can get. I think all these people have that common denominator, which is, when they're on stage, you just feel their presence. Yeah. Some people are just there. And then other people like are are not. And I'm, just kind of don't I'm not it. a huge Foo Fighters fan, but you just described Dave Grohl to me. Yeah, like, Dave great Grohl, musician, yeah. but he just has that presence. He has that presence. Eddie sure. Vedder, same way, I think. Oh, yeah. Not a great voice, but a good front man. Pearl Jam. Um, Pearl Jam's so, amazing. Yeah. yeah. Whether you like yeah. them or not, you know they're good. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, Smashing God, Pumpkins. This is a great question. Um, Billy Corgan. Billy good. Corgan's really good. We just saw uh, Smashing Pumpkins recently. They're and, so good live. Yeah, I've they are. Yeah, it was like surprisingly good. I didn't realize I was going to have that much like just enjoy it that much. Yeah. yeah, but the answer, the number one, without a doubt, is Freddie Mercury. Yeah. without a doubt. Yeah. and David Lee Roth is right behind him. Yeah, front man. It, uh, Freddie Mercury has it all, but David Lee Roth yeah. is the ultimate. Front man yeah. of a band, and no, my regards to Sammy Hagar, but Diamond Dave, he's he's ah, the man. that's yeah, that's he's what we, we want to hear from uh, from a uh, from. God, I love talking about yeah. 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 I stop talking about football, start talking about something I know. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, well, on that note, we got to wrap it up. Uh, <laughs> yeah, see you later. <laughs> so night. we're uh, yeah. we're gonna take a quick break, and we'll be back after this. This episode is brought to you by Paul Market. Paul Market was established in 1925. Located on Palm Avenue near the Circle of Orange, the new owners, Tim and Moose, are now the owners of the oldest establishment in the city of Orange. Yeah, they've got some great sandwiches there. When I go, I usually get the Kubini, which has braised pork, boar's head ham, mustard, pickles, Swiss cheese, all on a Tolera bread. This thing is lights out. Very nice. I usually go with the Plaza. Add a little extra mayo, avocado, and bacon for me. 
But I did see Tim making a pulled pork sandwich that looked very good the yeah, other day. Some good stuff. And when I take my kids, we usually take some quarters, hit the gumball machine. If you get yourself an orange gumball, win yourself a free sandwich. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, but they don't just do sandwiches there. They've got a wide selection of beer and wine. Uh, and if you go, tell them that Ruin Field sent you, get yourself a 10% discount at anything at the deli. So visit Palm Market. Uh, visit their website at palmmkt.com and check out all the sandwiches that they have there. All right, and we are back. Um, all right, we're going to get into some real estate talk here. Um, you uh, have been in the real estate industry for a while. Your position, you're with First American. Mm-hmm. Tell us what you do at First American. What's your what's your position? So First American, awesome company. I've uh, been around since 1889. Um, started as Orange County Title. Has uh, now become, since 1959, I think, First American Title. Yeah. Um, there's a couple different divisions at First American. So who you're used to talking to is the direct division. Mm-hmm. They help out the realtors, lenders. Uh, there's a commercial division that talks to people that build, like, uh, strip malls or this you know, crypto.com arena or SoFi stadium. Yeah. Um, and then there's my division, which is the home builder services division. Okay. And uh, I'm the Western uh, region sales manager for the home builder services division. So right now I've been overseeing California, the sales teams in California, um, but I'm about to get a couple more States added to, uh, to my, um, whatever you want to call it to yeah. responsibility, my responsibility. Or, uh, yeah, yeah. I get to have some, ex- an expanded role. Um, but you know, I've been in this management position for, um, a little over five years. I was a sales rep before that. Yeah. Um, and basically I'm, I'm a coach to be honest with you. I, I think I've joked with you about this before <laughs> is, um, you know, I'm not a boss. It's like, you do this, you do this. I'm very lucky. I have an awesome team. There's, yeah. um, 11 people that are on my team in California and they're all, uh, you know, I think the average tenure for people on my team is something like 18 years, which is really cool. Oh, um, wow. nice. We have unbelievable market share. I mean, normal market share for like a direct operation, really good market share would be something like 20 to 25 percent. If yeah. you have that uh, in the county or the or the jurisdiction that you're in, the city you're in, you're doing a good job. Yeah. We're at 67 percent. Oh, so wow. two thirds of every house built new home built because I'm in home builder services yeah. is, is under our umbrella. We, we provide the title and hopefully escrow uh, yeah. for them. So, um, yeah, I, I like to say I'm, I'm like a coach. I just try to give the people, um, uh, whatever they need to make their lives happy, whatever makes their jobs easier. Yeah. Uh, I'm there to support them. I, I always say I'm a servant to them when I, when they introduce me at events or introduce me to clients, they say, Hey, this is my boss. I'm like, oh, no, I'm not, I'm, I'm, so, so is assistant, you know, yeah, yeah. I'm lucky to work for a great team. Uh, it's been around for a long time and we're, we're at the top of our game. So, yeah. Um, all right. All right, coach. Yeah. <laughs> well, then now, now you gotta, now you gotta coach me up because I don't like, we've gone over it before. I yeah. don't know a whole lot about this stuff. Yeah. Sure. Right. But I, I enjoy listening and learning. Uh-huh. And, uh, so what is title? So, great question. You're not, you know, you're not alone, Joe. Like there's. <laughs> A lot. It's the question I ask. Like, what do you do? And I'm like, oh, I'm in, I'm in title insurance. I'm like, okay, like, yeah. What is so like, <laughs> what is what is that? that? Yeah. So, it's really interesting. And the the easy way to explain it is when there's a transaction for a piece of property, whether it's land, whether it's uh, SoFi Stadium, whether yeah. it's a, a a resale house like mm-hmm. you deal with, you know, yeah. a, a house that's been occupied before, or a brand new home. There's a uh, change of possession. There's a buyer and a seller. And what title insurance is, is title insurance says you own 
this piece of property that, <clears throat> excuse me, so you own this piece of property. When you close escrow um, from the insurance, you pay, uh, you, you pay a premium, and it says from that point backwards, mm -hmm. no one can mess and say, hey, no, I have a claim to this. Or Southern California Edison, I have an easement that runs through your property that yeah. we say, if that is true, we will settle with them. And that's what you pay the insurance for. So the easy way to explain it is, you know, your car insurance, your health insurance, you pay monthly, every month from whenever you start forward. Yeah. So you're paying for it every month for if you get in a car accident later or yeah. if you have some health issues later. So you're paying it monthly forward. In, in title insurance, you pay it at the close of that transaction of that deal one time and it goes for everything backwards. Yeah. So in California, it you know what we do is we'll search your piece of property and look and see who's had interest in it all the way back to the Spanish land grant of 1849 in California. So oh, wow. we're looking, it's, it's a history. I was a history major, right? At UCLA, I talked about how I was a theater major, but I ended up being a history major. Yeah. I'm doing the right thing. That's what title insurance is. It's looking right. backwards and seeing the change of hands, who has encumbrances to your property. If there's any clouds of title, clouds would be just any bad news, yeah. right? For in layman's terms and, that's what it is. It's so, the basic. It's the easy way to put title insurance. is It's a one-time payment all the way back to ensure that you you own the property. So it's a protection for a new buyer who's coming in mm -hmm. has no idea what the history of this property exactly. is, where it's been, who has ha, has claimed to it. If there's a uh, an ex-wife that uh, was somehow sure uh, wants to uh, lay claim to it, title insurance is. This is a protection. You're going to pay us a fee. We're going to do all of that digging, make sure that this title is nice and clean so that when you buy it, you're getting a clean title. And we're going to give you that assurance um, dating back to however long. Yeah, as far back as we can go. And that's what we, we look at our risk yeah. and we say, hey, look, we see nothing on here. Like it's a, this person's owned this for six years and the person before that owned it for 60 years and the person yeah. before that was from Spain and signed it over. <laughs> Rancho Mission Viejo, Rancho Santa Margarita, yeah. right? Yeah. San, Rancho San Juan Capitan. There are ranchos here in California. Those, yeah. those, all those cities that you think they're just cities. No, they were actually ranches that people owned and they would say that you know, there's meets and bounds. It would be 15 steps from this stone yeah. to this stake of this fence. You own this property and that's how we used to search now we have you know yeah, new technology and we yeah. can look at yeah <laughs> wow, use everything cool. else but that's that's what i do you don't you know nobody i joke with my dad who is also in the real estate home building industry he was a lender yeah. for the construction loans but nobody ever says i want to grow up to be in title no yeah. no one says that they're like i want to be a title sales rep um you just kind of fall into it and that's yeah. what happened with me i i Went to UCLA again for the fiftieth time. I'm very proud of it, obviously. So, but went there go, and, and go Bruins. yeah, go Bruins. Uh, uh, and then fell into through my father through some connections. I fell into working for a builder, an actual home builder uh, called Richmond American Homes, who's still around. Yeah, great, great home builder out of Colorado. Um, and I started in land, land acquisition and ended up in project management. Um, then went on to Ryland Homes, which is now Lennar. Uh, Ryland Homes merged with Standard Pacific Homes, became Cal Atlantic, mm -hmm. and then Lennar Homes, which you both have heard of. I'm sure you've heard Lennar if you haven't. Mm -hmm. They're very big. They're the second, first or second biggest builder in the United States. Yeah. Um, uh, and then I did a, when the downturn happened, I went and did solar for a couple oh, of years and sold that. solar um, uh, for a little while, six years. Yeah. And then I got a call from a, a buddy from high school, actually, from El Medina, Don Kennedy, who's great, great 
great grandfather founded the company oh, in 1889. Wow. Um, and his grandfather was our, our president and CEO. His father was president and CEO and said, Hey, you know, um, we're good friends with their family. They, they've asked me to join the company a couple of times. And this time I was like, you know what? Yeah. And, um, I started in that first year I was in the, the resale direct division. My, mm-hmm. my, um, territory was Buena Park, La Habra, Cyprus, and Los Alamitos, which oh. is tough territory, but um, uh, it was a great start. I got to learn, you know, I walked in the first day, what is title? Aren't those the people that bring you donuts and calendars? Like, that's what, <laughs> that's what I remember it as, being a, a customer of theirs when yeah, I was a homeowner. Yeah. Uh, we've, since 2008, there's been regulations where we can't treat anymore. We can't, yeah. we can't buy a cup of coffee. We, we're regulated by the Department of Insurance um, to where we just can do educational materials yeah. um, and help with um, anything tied into title and escrow. Um, so got back into First American, did that resale for a year, and then... Yeah realized I should be in the home builder services division because that's where I had all my connections and been there yeah. for almost 10 years and haven't looked back. And it's great and growing yeah. there. It's a great company. Love working there. It's a Orange County staple. Yeah. Um, we have pictures. We actually have a library that has old photos from the city of Orange, city oh, of no Tus- all, the, all the cities in, in Los Angeles and Orange County. It's just really, really old pictures and photos that are up on my walls. And yeah. we're just kind of the historical yeah. kind of um, whatever you want to call it, library yeah. of, of everything that's happened in the past. So, so I, you you said you touched on uh, doing new builds. Mm-hmm. Um, what is that like? I'm, I get I got get questions all the time sure. from people wanting to um, wanted to get into it. You know, they kind of look at like what the inventory is like, and they mm-hmm. you see there's nothing really available, and they say, "Well, what about new builds? Um, how does that look like?" If you're, uh, let's say, I've got a client that's gonna. Um, wants to purchase a new build, they mm-hmm. put in their deposit, all that. What does that timeline look like? Because that's a big deal that they want to know is how long is it going to take for this home to be built? Um, how do I, uh, how can I manage my expectations for um, how long I'm going to be before I can move into that house? Yeah, no, it's a great question. And it's interesting because um, the resale direct, you know, most escrows are the Escrow is usually 30 days long, right? Yeah. 30 to 45 days, that's standard. Whereas in the new home, in California at least, uh, the new home escrow can be eight months, nine months, 12 months, 14 yeah. months. Yeah. And it depends on a lot of things. It depends on supplies, mm-hmm. depends on jurisdictional issues. When you say supplies, you mean like actual... I mean like, actual supplies. I mean I mean garage like doors, yeah. shower doors, yeah. lumber, yeah. marble. I mean, I, I mean, it depends on what what's available and, yeah. and you're looking at building in bulk and you're building you know there could be 16 houses in a track there could be 350 houses in a track yeah. so it depends and that's why it takes a while to build a new home um you're not building your own new home you're having the builder do it and uh you know the average i think our average is somewhere around eight to nine months right now but it's okay. been as high as 14 15 yeah. um it's usually not quicker the than supplies are right a little now. bit scarce and low and, yeah and yeah you need to but the the beauty is with the, the new home is one you're the first person to own it yeah. you're, you're the first one in and two you know everybody talks about markets right real estate markets i mean there's been some recessions yeah. um and the home new home isn't recession proof without a doubt uh but i will say this time around we're we are in a little bit of a slower market where mm-hmm. our direct teams and, and um, our realtor friends and, and lender friends, especially with the high interest rates, mm-hmm. or I shouldn't say high interest rates because it's still less than the 40-year <laughs> average. It's, that's what's crazy. Yeah. We're at 7%, but that's still 
less than the 40-year average. I mean, well, we've talked about that. It's not that. bad. Yeah. You know, my I, parents is 13% when they bought their house. Oh, I've had, I've talked to people uh, that, you know, purchased in the 80s and it was, yeah, 13, 13 16%. 16%, nuts. And I think that, you know, when you compare it to what it was uh, just a couple years ago, oh, you yeah. can get the bands going from 2% to 7%. But like you said, historically, I mean, we're, we're pretty average and maybe... Um, in some cases, like uh, below average, mm -hmm. um, but uh, yeah, that's the part that is. It's hard to see when you're you're immediate. Like when you look in the rearview mirror, you're looking at like two and a half, three percent. Yeah, but right, yeah. So seven percent. But, but the beauty is the builder, the builder can control. A lot of times they have an in-house lender. Yeah. So they'll be able to control and have different, um, uh, different kind of structured deals to where. Um, they can buy down that rate yeah. and they can change around some of the options and and get you to what is more comfortable uh, of a rate for you. So yeah. like you, you don't have to do that seven. You can get to five and a half. You can get to six because they'll. they'll how would. So, yeah. The how price. would that that like how would that look like uh, on paper or if you're just a. Uh, a layman coming in and looking at like um, the advantage of getting a, a a new build and what your rate was would look like. How does a builder do that? Just if we're to kind of break it down, uh, how does a builder do that and do a buy down uh, on a rate? Well, but the beauty of it, I think, and I hopefully not giving away anybody's secrets here, uh, but it's it's incentives and it's mm -hmm. the incentive for them to be able to say, hey, maybe we're at here at this price point. For this house, let's say it's, you know, 850000 Actually, that's a really good deal in Orange County. So let's say it's a million. Um, you know, <laughs> so maybe one know yeah, like, yeah, where's that at? <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, they can say, hey, maybe we'll sacrifice a little bit on our margin, mm. which is, you know, their business, right? They're running a business as well. Yeah. Uh, they have efficiencies. They have to do their due diligence and figure out how expensive the, the school fees are, the water fees, the, right. you know, all, all the different things they look at. And maybe they'll take a little bit of a hit to have lower margins to be able to make sure that they can get people in the houses. Gotcha. Um, and the, it, the builder community is such a great community to be a part of the yeah. home builder community in, in the state and, and, you know, in the West across the country. It's just a, it's a very sophisticated group, but it's a laid back group. And um, just to answer your questions, they'll come up with those incentives to make sure they can capture that buyer yeah. um, and work directly with them to help those families get into these dream homes that they have. Um, nothing against resale. I've, I've bought a resale home. Yeah. I've bought a, a new home. I've been very lucky in my life. Very, very lucky and very blessed to be able to say I've done both. Yeah. And they're both cool in different ways, but yeah. the builders will, will, Go out of their way to make sure. Yeah, if you had to, to if in. you had to put like a side by side list of advantage and disadvantage of buying a new construction home mm -hmm. or buying like a regular piece of property, uh, resale. Like, yeah, or right, like what would that look like? Yeah, I mean, I, since I've done both, I can say it. I mean, gosh, there's something to be said about having something brand new, brand new car. Right. You said, yeah. yeah, you mentioned no one's that. ever, no one's ever been in that shower. Yeah, no one's ever, you know, turned that on. It's it smells new. It's yeah. just you can do anything you yeah. want with it. One of the downfalls, one of the cons, it's brand new. You don't have a yard. You just have dirt. Yeah. You know, you, ha you, that's what happened to us. I, I knew this because I'd been in the new home, but I forgot. I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to go find a landscape architect <laughs> to do the plans. I have to yeah. find a landscape, a landscaper to, to install it. I have to get that approved through the HOA. I got to get it approved mm. through the city, <clears throat> get, go through that whole process. So that's a con. That's a tough part. Um, another con is you, you wait. You know, you, you, yeah. you wait. That's also a pro. 
So if you're looking to sell, if you need to sell your house and you're contingent on the sale of your resale house using you yeah. to be our realtor, you know, to, to sell your house, yeah. you're, not, you're not in a rush. You don't need yeah. to do it. You yeah. see a house you like in the resale market, you might not sell your house in time on contingency to be able to get that new house. Right. Whereas a new build, man, you got all the time in the world. You can go rent, you can go move in with <laughs> yeah. your parents, you can save some money or whatever. Um, uh, and then with new homes, it's just got updated technology. You yeah. know, the, these new yeah. builds are so fantastic. They're, they're really efficient. So, uh, I'll, you look at my parents' house was built in 84 or 83 versus my house that was built in 2020, mm -hmm. same size, but the efficiency on my house is off the charts. When you turn oh, the air conditioning yeah. on, the house stays cold. Yeah. There, there's, yeah. you know, the, the windows are, are rated the title 24 on the windows, the insulation, um, the, the garages, everything across the board is just it's way more efficient. Just it's a smarter technology house. Is, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. My first house was built in 1928. Yeah. There was not oh a lot gosh. of efficiency there. <laughs> no. In, in different code, different world. Oh, my my first house was 1946. So yeah. you, you got me yeah. by, what's, what is that, 18 years? 18 but, um, years, yeah. Yeah. It's, but, but then you lose. Some people say you lose the charm. Of of having yeah, it. your that house old, that you yeah, live that in, old school feel. Oh, like, I love yeah. your house. Like yeah. it's 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 beautiful. Like yeah. it, having that single story, having a yard, yeah. having yeah. a street, a wide street, um, having a garage that's wide enough to fit two cars and yeah. some other stuff. Whereas yeah. you know, garages now are getting smaller and smaller and smaller because people aren't driving. They're, they're literally looking at garages to be more of a of a flex space mm -hmm. for a gym oh rather than anything gosh. else so yeah. you know it's just things are it's just different you it's know it's different yeah the what you needed back in 1946 compared to what you needed or you need in 2020 it's a little bit different maybe what you, got you a charging needed in, station yeah, yeah you got 2006 a, <laughs> is different from 2020 right yeah, like it's yeah. you're right Char charging station yeah. and and all that. Sorry where, to cut you off, but it, yeah. you nailed it. I got so excited. I agree. <laughs> where, where do they like? How do you find land? Or yeah. like, what? Like, what's that process of like? Oh, check that out. Like, I think we should build some homes there. Yeah. Like, how do you like? It's not easy. I'll I tell you that. Say, so I, 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 I um, it's a great question. I, that's where I started my career was in land acquisition and. California, we're huge, right? We're a big state, and you yeah. drive you, if you drive up if you drive east or you drive north to. The Central Valley, there's places where you're like, dude, there's nothing going on for a while. Man, yeah. you hit the 91, and then you got a little yeah. action, and then there's nothing. And then there's, nothing. And then there's some spots, big, but then there's yeah, nothing. Yeah, big gap of like just, uh, just some mountain ranges or yeah. some like hills and yeah, not a lot of flat land. But then every once in a while, you look out, and then there's homes. Yep, know? and that's, it's, that's and the it's thing like, is you got to look at the zoning. You got to look at um, the environmental impact. There's traffic studies that have to – there's water. Water is – Water's the most important. And does the state own, like, majority of that? Um, I Gosh, that's a good question. I don't know or if they the, own most of it. Or is it the Irvine like, Company? The, so they own, like, it's the Irvine Company. The answer owned, is the yeah. Irvine Company out here. <laughs> um, so they own, there's, there's, a, um, uh, there's a development. The biggest development's going on right now in Orange County. So let's just talk about yeah. really local. I, I do all of California and, and some of the other Western states, but... The ones that you would be familiar with are Rancho Mission Viejo. Oh, there's which is, so much construction going yeah, on. Yeah, so there. that ranch is, gosh, I, we just had a meeting with them. Uh, we're doing all the work with them. First Americans doing all the work with Rancho Mission Viejo and the builders they select to build the homes that they sell the land to. Um, and I think we have something like 10,000 homes left for the next 12 years. Oh, wow. So it's a huge portion now, but Jeez. it's going to keep going. It'll yeah. keep going up that Los Patrones Parkway. Um, is that on the other side of the 241? 
Yeah, is that the two forty one or two sixty one? This is two forty one. Oh, maybe it's a two. Whatever the one is that goes yeah. down there. Because it's the one I live on, off of. So it's a two forty one. Yeah, you're right. But it's like, all developed on this side of it. Yeah. But if you look over, on the other side, it is not. just. It's, it, it's the well, it ocean. was green, but now it's brown. It won't and <laughs> be the ocean side of two forty one. It's the the east side, and okay. it will go up there. So yeah. there's Rancho Mission Viejo. There's the Great Park, which is uh, Five Points is the developer. So Rancho yeah. Mission Viejo. Is the developer down there? Five Points owns the Great Park, mm-hmm. um, which is where you see the Five Points Amphitheater, yeah. where you see the New Wild Rivers. Have you been? I haven't been there, but I've seen it. Take your kids. For, I went. For, it's great. I don't know if you're nostalgic about the old Wild Rivers, but I I, I shed a tear when I wrote uh, <laughs> Bombay Blasters. I think it was, it was a little. Or, Wild Rivers was a little before our time. So much older than you. It was. I mean, was, fair. I think we fair. Went maybe fair. once or twice. Uh, yeah, I, I get it. I'm old. Just Sorry. Was. Sorry, I've already talked, talked about colonoscopy already. Jeez, <laughs> you know, you're like, what's that? I don't have to do that for another 20 years. Uh, but um, anyway, so uh, the Great Park is done by Five Points. Yeah. Um, there's still plenty of homes to be built out there. And then Irvine Company owns a lot of the stuff you see off that 241, 261. Yeah. Yeah. The one I'm most excited about is um, right at the end of Chapman here at Chapman and uh, uh, Jamboree. So oh, uh, yeah. on the other side, it's... it's it's been approved for a while. It's the city of Orange, which okay. is really great. Yeah. Um, I think initially, and I'm going to get this wrong, it was supposed to be like 22,000 homes, something like ridiculous. Oh, and wow. it went way back up. Like Silverado past Canyon? Silverado, so almost Silverado to like Irvine Lake oh, around wow. that. Yeah, and then yeah. back up the night. But they, they gave that all back to the conservatory. They gave it back to the squirrels and the birds and the, wow. and the eagles, which is oh very nice gosh. and sweet of Mr. Bren. Thank you, Mr. Bren for doing that. Yeah. Um, and now it's going to be 1100 homes and they're about to start clearing brush for it right now. And it's really just going to be that area. If you're familiar with Santa Diego yeah. Hills, where, yeah. you know, a lot of our friends grew up and went to school. Yeah. Um, the other side of Jamboree, uh, uh, in front of the 241 or 261 or Chapman, I guess yeah. it's still Chapman. Yeah. Um, and then the other side where Irvine Park is. So yes. there's going to be 1,100 so homes there. Chapman splits the two. So it's going to be bo- on both sides yeah, of it. Yeah, both sides. There's going to be a bridge that goes over. No they're going to widen Chapman. It's going to no make idea. improvements there for the bikers. Uh, motorcycle, not motorcycles, but bikers. Yeah, bikes. but the motorcycles will love it too because it's new pavement. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that's I'm excited always, for that. That's, so that's an coming. area that's like been so like once you hit that Albertsons, like right, yeah, that, it just uh, it nothing, just, yeah. it's nothing. nothing. And yeah. it's been it's been in plan. It's been planned for years, and they were supposed to start grading in 2006. Then the Great Recession hit. Yeah. Then they were holding on for to it for a while. Then they were supposed to start grading again just in 2019. Um, now they're, I believe they're going to sell it off to merchant builders, the builders that, that, that we know the Irvine company is the Irvine, um, development company yeah. arm. So, so two questions that. on that. Um, if, if a buyer were to, were interested in doing that, how do they go about, um, getting in on those 11, cause that's 1100 houses. That's not a lot. No. There's a lot of people that would want, especially in, in, in the orange, orange County area that would want to get in on that. A, how do they get in on that? And B, a bigger question that I want to ask you about is, are the builders going to be paying commissions to real estate agents? And just to kind of you know back up and ask that question as a whole, how do you feel about that, about some builders just cutting out real estate agents altogether? That's a, that's, so those are three questions. So let me, make sure I, can you make sure I answer all those? <laughs> do you it. hear them? Okay, thank it. you. So the first one, how do they get on that? interest there's an interest list so and i can i you know irvine company is a great client of ours so um uh i think there's a i'm 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 not even talking as as a 
first American employee. I'm talking as a person that's interested. Yeah. It's Orange Heights Master Plan. Um, if you Google that, I think they have a website and you can get on that interest list there. Okay. They will be probably selling to builders. So just when they release that, when mm -hmm. the when the builders that buy those land, that land, those planning areas, they'll have like sign up sheets and, right. and uh, interest list. That's how you get on it. Okay. Um, the second part you ask, will the builders pay commissions to real estate agents? No. I can't answer that. I don't know. Um, they usually do. The builders usually do. But I will say, and I don't want to upset you, but okay. the builder escrow and the builder sale is so much different from the resale. Yeah. The agent on the buyer's side, really, it can definitely guide and can definitely help, but it's such a, it's such a builder to consumer escrow. It's such a right. builder because it's new. Yeah. You're not sitting and saying, there's a sparkling pool with this four bedroom, ah. three bath and this, it's just go look at our, here's our menu. Right. This is what, this is what it is on the menu. Pick and choose. Yeah. Pick and choose. It's like, a, it's like getting a Tesla, which, uh, you know, it, this is the price. This yeah. is the price. You want one. Here you go. If you don't, whatever. There's and, and someone else lined up. There's someone else ready to go. That, so, right. but that being said, if the realtor like yourself and you're an excellent realtor that is well-rounded and you're, you're good at tech, you're good at information. You're obviously doing a podcast to help your clients. If there's someone that you can bring into the builder, an interested buyer mm -hmm. where you're helping, cause it's not always a perfect world and maybe they're not selling a lot. Great. And you walk yeah. in with them into the sales office or you're with them and re re representing them virtually. Yes. You're going to get a commission paid. Yeah. There are some builders that don't do it, but they're far and they're, they're few and far between. Yeah. I've run into it. I've run into it somewhat recently where, mm. um, I had a client that was interested in a new build, uh, in Irvine. I took them out. Well, I mean, knowing what it was about and finding out about it, mm -hmm. the, the, they were pretty much straight up and said, Hey, we don't pay commissions to real estate agents. Interesting. And, uh, it is what it is. And it, you know, it's a, it's an interesting, it's an interesting kind of thing to have to do because I, my, my one job is to make sure that this family gets a house. Mm -hmm. And so if this is the house that they want, then that's the house that they're going to get. And my, you know, commission be damned. It's mm -hmm. what they want. And then so, you have a customer for life. Right. Like, yeah, it's maybe it's you don't get point. that commission, but like. yeah. And, and so for me, it's, it's a, you know, I brought them to this mm -hmm. place. I literally brought them in and said, Hey, listen, I can't help you out in this transaction. I'll, I'm here for you every step of the way if you need me, but they, they cut me out of this. Uh, and I have to, like, I'm not going to be a part of it, but I'll guide you throughout the entire thing. And again, my job is to, uh, find you a home. And if this is it, then this is it. Like, don't think twice about me and all the time that we've spent together here. Like, this is the house for you. Then let's, let's, you know, go ahead and do it. I went as far as to put them in touch, call the, like the, the agent while I was there and said, Hey, my clients need a number. Let's get them a number. Mm -hmm. Maybe, uh, you know, shoot myself a little, you know, in the foot too much, but yeah, nonetheless, uh, uh, it was, uh, it was interesting. And, and I hadn't dealt with that before where, you know, they were just pretty much like, we're not going to pay a commission, you know. You did the right thing. And it's just so you know, I mean, I see, goodness, I see how many? 9,000 escrows a year, something yeah, like that. Yeah. So I, that's the part of my division is we do it in bulk, right? Yeah. So we're, we're doing a lot of houses at, at, at one time. And it is really, really rare to see a, a real estate agent uh, not get paid uh, some sort sure. of commission or incentive or bonus or something from the builder yeah. for walking them in. It's different if the if the buyer walks in, and I think you and I have talked about this, we by have, themselves, yeah. Yeah. 
and they and they're not with their realtor or the right. realtor, then yeah, that's that's different. But if you are bringing them in and you are along with them on this journey, it's yeah. it would be really weird. And yeah, um, I'm sorry that that builder did that. <laughs> we, we no, I look, is, I, I don't have any. I, I because it's, it's in different. The, in in the end, I really do understand it because uh, in for the builder. They, there is like such low inventory and what right. they have, there's so many people that are after it that you can line up 10 people behind this one buyer. And if this person doesn't come through, the next person will. And if that person doesn't come through, the next person behind them will. It will get sold. And so, you know, in like kind of what we talked about earlier, in the end, it's, it's this is about money. This is about a Follow builder making money. money. And if they can, you know, Follow save the themselves some money on, you know, on uh, on just kind of, you know, cutting out that agent and going to the next person, um, then it just would, you know, just make sense. Yeah, but they, I don't have any ill will towards it. Uh, I feel like, you know, for me, I understand like that kind of like side of it. But, uh, you know, and also it's it's kind of like, you know, you want to have like these relationships and especially in this business, you want to like build those relationships. So be sure to do that. But you're a good dude. I mean, like you just told a really nice endearing story and you are you are going to win them for life. But that being said, it, it is contingent on the market as well. I, I mean, for sure, when when the market isn't hot and, and the new build, the new build, we're doing OK right now. We're, yeah. we're, like I said, reset, resale and commercial. They're not doing great. We, we've stayed OK because the builders have gotten creative yeah. with their incentives and their financing to be able to get people in the houses. But when the market's dying, they're like, they're trying to find realtors. They're right, begging right, us right. to yeah. say, hey, talk to your real estate. But then when the market's hot and there's, there's interest like that, they're <laughs> yeah. like, realtors, we don't, God, we don't need you. Thank you for calling. <laughs> but um, but we try to stay, you know, we try to, we get a lot of calls from our um, our direct division, uh, our sister division. And, and they'll ask us about... Um, farming and, and closings and we'll get them the information we're allowed to give. You know, yeah. there's a lot of rules and title again, you know, we can't, we can't host, we can't entertain. Yeah. Um, we can only give away uh, information that's public. So we can't give away phone numbers and right. stuff like that. But anything that's recorded at the County, you know, we can, we can give that, we right. can get that information, but it's a good question. Um, I would think that a builder would want to give incentives to a realtor that's bringing in, yeah. um, a well, buyer. Tough times. But, yeah, well, I guess, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like I've done both. I like both. I, I, yeah. I definitely love my 1946 single story in orange. That was a huge lot with a big pool and yeah. all that. But I also love my current house, which is, you know, kind of my dream house. I, it was a house that I, I looked at. I walked the models initially in 2017. I was yeah. like, man, I hope I can do this someday. And then just everything fell into place and yeah. got, you know, met my lovely wife, Courtney, and, yeah. and I now have a family of, of two boys. So now we're a family of four with uh, six, if you count Toby and Bruin, the, the cat and the dog. Mm -hmm. And we're able to have this dream house. It's this beautiful house and it's so far away. Uh, you know, people say <laughs> I live in Mexico because I live in South County in, in technically Foothill Ranch Lake Forest. Um, <laughs> It's not that far. It's, do, you, do you miss being neighbors? I miss being neighbors with you. I miss seeing <laughs> your boys playing out front, honking and saying yeah. hello. And I love, I mean, that, that, this area, this old town area is, it's a great yeah, area. It's, it's, it's one of the reasons like why I came back. I was out, I was gone for a long time and, and coming back, it's, uh, yeah, it's a big difference for sure. And like I said, hey, I'm on that waiting list for that Orange Heights. We, we are. It's going to take some convincing with Courtney, but. Well, um, maybe we'll be neighbors. Maybe, maybe we'll, we'll be, be neighbors again. <laughs> he can't, and right now, another sad, uh, some residue of, of SB 133 and me not being able to 
buy things for people or host people, I also can't hold public office. So oh, I can't I be the that. real mayor of Orange because, uh. Uh, yeah. So it's just got to be an unofficial, unofficial. social <laughs> mayor of Orange. Um, I had a slogan, uh, a campaign slogan back in 2010. My, um, my friends helped me come up with was Sean Henry, why not now? That was my slogan. Nice. I hope I, I can just it. use it one I day. It. I mean, I'll have to be retired from First American, which I probably will be there for the rest yeah. of my career. But once I retire, it's going to be Sean Henry. Tw- yeah, 20, what, 56? 2068. 2068. Yeah. Why not now? <laughs> Why not now? Yeah. <laughs> I'll be alive. I'll be 90. Uh, no big deal. But yeah. But uh, I love, I mean, First American, great company. Uh, wouldn't want to work anywhere else. We're yeah. Fortune 500, best company to work for, like, yeah. for the. 80th millionth year in a row and uh, yeah. uh strong values and um just uh i love it's like sports we haven't changed our logo since like 1950 so yeah if it was one of those yeah. iconic lo- logos everybody eagle. knows the eagle yeah. Yeah. you're just, off the 55 yeah, you, you see, see that, that, eagle, that looking thing <laughs> yes, yeah that's great is awesome it is awesome yeah, yeah it's built in 2002 and and um it's got a it's got a great vibe there. It's a great campus. People yeah. love to work there. Like I said, the, when I have a team of eleven and my average tenure is is eighteen yeah. years, that's on that's, that's an average. I mean, I have a couple of people on my team thirty five years, thirty six wow. years, twenty eight years. You just love working there, and you love partnering with our um, with our home builders and and our escrow teams, title yeah. teams, our department of real estate teams, and yeah. Um, with the realtor friends, and yeah, yeah, it's it's a great gig. Nobody gr- nobody company, grows up saying. Sure. I want to be entitled. You just fall into it like I did, and it's the best thing that's ever happened. Well, you've fallen into it, and you've uh, done well, and uh, and yeah, we really appreciate you being here. I mean, yeah. uh, twenty what sixty eight? That's uh, twenty sixty eight. Why not now? Why not? We now. should say why not then, right? Yeah. Why not then? But then we'll then? one day when we're older, we'll re- retape the podcast and say why not now. We'll send this to everybody's implants and they're not to freak everybody out but yeah 2068 that's you vote by tapping your head so. well, we'll come back then until then uh yeah thank you so much for being on the show yes, this was seriously much. so much fun uh honored to have the lead singer of power surge <laughs> Uh, on our show and please go out to the street fair everybody was planning on doing it anyway Uh, but even more of a reason to go see power surge on the main stage at eight o'clock on saturday um you'll see sean up there well no not sean you'll see sergey sergey up there (laughs) goodness gracious yeah check out his uh his pants what he's packing down there yeah yeah Uh, Well, thank you again for being here. Uh, This is amazing. Uh, That is our show. Uh, Hope you guys enjoyed it. And uh, we'll be back soon for uh, another episode. Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. (laughs) Thank you, boys. You you both are the best. Thank you very much. Thank Thank you. you.